You're now listening to Chris Spiracy. Chris X Matt. We question everything. Break the matrix. We are the ones they fear. If we don't make the change, it's never going to change. Yo, 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 welcome back, guys. Welcome to another episode of Chris Spiracy. I'm your host, Chris X Matt. There's many Chris's out there, but there's only one Chris X Matt, and that is me. That is I. Thank you so much for tuning in to another session where we continue to break the matrix. And there's many podcasts out there that do the same thing. We all breaking matrix in different ways. Everyone has their is contributing to this awakening. So shout out to all the pods out there that break the matrix in different ways because we definitely have a matrix breaker with us today. I'm very excited about this episode. I told you guys I was not going to be having this demon talk anymore. I told them many times I didn't want to talk about it anymore. The last place I talked about this story in detail was on Todd Armstrong's podcast, the Goodness Over Darkness podcast, and I kind of gave the details before the event and then after the event, everything leading up to that event and and how all the connections happened and how it all fell apart. <laughs> so I told myself I wasn't going to talk about it no more. And, and anytime anybody wanted to hear about it, I was going to send them that link and just direct them there. But then I haven't spoke about it in a minute. And the first time I talked about this was on my show was episode 13 with uh, Maya. And that was the Demons Are Narcissist episode. And we're in episode, this episode was 68. So that was, that was episodes ago. So I haven't talked about it recently. And then the guest that's on with us today I felt like it would be uh, the proper person to have this conversation with because I've been having thoughts about this again recently. The year, the year, the anniversary of that event just passed a few weeks ago, like two weeks ago. So it's been on my mind a lot, a lot too. I've seen this person twice already again um, in passing. And this is how I know that I'm that's still on my mind and that I'm still scared because I avoid the person. I avoid even the confrontation of saying hi. with Like, I don't want him to even look at me because I know he's going to come up to me and just be like, yo, what's up, bro? Like, if everything is cool, like if he didn't have an exorcism in my house. So I know it's still on my mind. I know it's still like there's st- like little thoughts are just lingering. Um, I feel like my space is safe. I don't I've never have. I haven't had any any episodes since that that incident happened. So or even myself, I haven't noticed anything crazy around here. But it's been on my mind lately. So I figured why not go uh, reach out to someone that, you know, has experienced the demonic attachment and that has gone through it as well. And maybe, you know, I can get some answers and do a little bit more healing, some more shadow work with her. So I'm excited for this episode. So today on Chris Spiracy, we're joined by the host of the Rogue Ways podcast, Lindsay. How you doing today? Hey, Chris, it's awesome to be here with you. And I'm very excited to talk about this subject. It's weird because it's a it's a dark, terrifying subject. And I talk about it like There's usually nothing. with a smile on my <laughs> face because I faced like the darkest darkness ever. And so I'm like, yes, nothing now. So I totally, but I've been where you're at and that you're describing this of like avoiding this person or avoiding situations and feeling like, I don't know, how can I be sure? And like, yeah. what's actually going on? And it's terrifying. So I really uh, relate to that. And I really understand that. And so I think a lot of people, in fact, have strange experiences, maybe not as extreme as yours, mm-hmm. um, but just, you know, flavors of that. And yeah. they're also terrified. So I think it's a good thing to talk about. Yeah. And I, like, like I said recently, like I said right now that it's been on my mind lately because I saw this person and I, w- and I know I was scared because when I saw him, I had a fake act like I was on the phone because... Mm-hmm. I thought he saw me and I just didn't want him to de- I didn't even want to shake his hand. I didn't want no type of energy um exchange with him. So I just 
try to avoid it. And that's when I told myself, this has to be affecting me still because if I didn't, if I wasn't scared, I would. It wouldn't mean anything to see him. We're not buddy buddies. We were never like buddy buddies. It's just someone that I thought I was gonna start building with at the time, and I let my guard down. And I never do. And the time that I do, the time I started moving towards community and trying to build with people, I let the wrong, I guess, entity in, and um, I got shaken up. I got shaken up. <laughs> Man, it's so common. It's so unfortunate too, because a lot of us are like that, where we've had. Whatever, for whatever reason, we're just not as open people. We understand that there's psychopaths out there. Yeah. And there's harmful people out there. There's manipulative people out there. And so we're a little bit guarded. And then we do finally, like you said, let someone in. And then uh, sometimes that's that's the worst. Sometimes the people that we trust, uh, we trust for the really wrong reasons. Or we do this thing that a lot of people do, I think, which is more common, where we see red flags and we see things that we know are we're uncomfortable with and we're like oh that's just me being too picky or like oh I should just let it go it's not that big of a deal and I really am a I'm a big promoter of like listen to yourself and don't think that it's too picky or to do whatever you want like and feel good feel yeah. safe and you don't owe anybody anything and that that's the problem right there I saw the red flags but because I was on this new journey myself I had just done shrooms for the first time a few months back so I was on the spiritual I thought I'm on, the, I guess, a fake spiritual little journey in the, for, for that little month or two. I went up to Mount Chasta, you know, yeah. and that's where that's where all the connections happen. And once we came back from that vortex, that's when things went bad here within a month. But I saw all the red flags in this person and this the the, the love in me was like, nah, you're overreacting because that's how that's how I always keep people away from me where. I'm very nah. I don't want to hang out with them. I don't want to hang out with them. I don't. I don't let people in my home, you know, at all. So I finally opened up. I finally felt I have to start being uncomfortable with certain situations and just getting and start growing with other people and building and all that. And I let them in. And then this full moon day happened, and I saw and it just. We can get it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, Lindsay, because I want to tell yeah. you about the the situation. It was it was a whole thing and. It got he got the the person got triggered right when they're about to get the reading. They're about to get a re, a birth chart reading, and this lady that was gonna give him the reading, she noticed a cut on his arm and his hand, and said, "I know where you got that from," and he got he got triggered and and uh, and uh, he looked at her and said, um, "Is it okay if it if it comes out?" And she said. Yeah, cause and we all thought it was me and another homegirl that was with us, and we all thought that he was just gonna start crying, you know, let it out, let the emotions out, cool, whatever. So we're there, and then he turns around and looks at us and tells us, "I just want to tell you guys that I love you and everything's gonna be okay." And then he turns back around, and then I'm sitting behind, I'm behind him, so I see the back of his head, and all I see is his head go up, I start moving back, you know, starts hissing, and the little fangs start coming out and stuff. I was sober, we were not on any shrooms, any weed, nothing. I look at my homegirl and I told her, What's, what the fuck's going on? And she goes, I don't know. And then the lady that was going to do the reading, she notices what's happening and she freaks out. She gets up. She starts lighting her sage, Palo Santo, starts like singing and trying to like, you know, do vibration sounds and noises to get them out. And it was crazy. And there was a bunch of little kids in here. There was like kids. And it was, wow. it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was traumatizing. Yeah. And That's super traumatizing. And I went to my room. I hid for a little bit because I was very confused. Like, this is things that I see in movies. So I'm seeing it happen in, in real life. And I'm, I'm like tripping. I'm like, yo, like, I let, I allowed this into my home. I finally started allowing love to come in here. I have people, I had a, 
we gotta take it all the way back, Lindsay. Cause you have to even like <laughs> even the lady that just that that did the reading. You know, she's a very close person to me. I've had her on my podcast as well. Her name is Una, and she had I met her in Chasta. She was homeless with her kids, and me and my friend at the time were gonna help her out. And I live alone, so he was like, "I'll pay you the rent. We'll move him in." We can build with her. She's very spiritual. She's vegan, you know, very healthy, very on the type of wave that I that I like people to be on. So we allowed her into the space. And if she wasn't here, who knows how deep I would have got involved with this person? Like her, her into her power and her her how powerful she is and her light drive this out of him. And he and it, and it and like it bugged him. It bugged him the way that that she was. You could tell. And he was getting. He always got triggered around her. So when it happened, it was just confirmation to me that. Damn, she needed to be here because the, the next day, literally the next day, she got the money that she was that she was waiting on. She got her 60,000 and she did. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That's exactly how the goodness works and the universe works in the right ways at the right time. I love that. I mean, aside from the dark part, <laughs> but <laughs> that she was there is really beautiful. Yeah, she's our bond got so much. But even after that incident, like we just we're so close now. I haven't talked to her in a minute, but. We're very, like her kids, you know, loved me. We were, they were every, everything was cool. And the the only reason she agreed to stay in this house is because she even told me she's like, I trusted you. Like I never trusted him. I trusted you, and I knew when I knew I was gonna be staying here. That's why I was like, cool. I'll, I'll do it. I'll stay with you guys. I'll see. And she was very just. She was taking the jump too. She was like, I'm just gonna see how this goes with you guys. And she trusted us off of, off just meeting us in the forest. Off, she met us on shrooms. The way she met us was crazy. <laughs> And so this happens and it's been messing with me psychologically, I feel like, since 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 I've seen that happen. Because now I don't trust anybody and my guard is even extra up. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, there can be good and bad to it. It, it What's really true is that our guard should be super high all the time, but we should be able to see through um, just fear and just reaction to, to actually analyze people um, or how we feel around people is right. really what we need to do is get in touch with our deepest feeling and emotion about the person and really trust it. Um, but the problem is a lot of people aren't actually very good at knowing how they feel. And we're really good because we've been trained all our lives uh, to accept psycho psychopathy, narcissism, borderline personality disorder, and all of these things, which really are demonic energy mm -hmm. and accept abuse and accept all of this because that's what our schools did to us. That's mm -hmm. what media is doing to us and all of these things. So we're really, really good at turning off our emotion, yeah. turning off our understanding turning off our connection to our inner voice and going along with things that don't feel good and aren't right. And so it's, we're not good at it. Most people aren't good at it, but here's the really true thing too, that hopefully you've given yourself credit for is you did let the right person in, right? You let mm. that woman in. I never <laughs> even look at it like reason, that. And she's the reason why things went okay. And if you want to look at it another way, uh, there's every chance that you were going to have some type of experience like this, because this is your soul's as part of your own soul's development mm -hmm. uh, on this 3d plane yeah. uh, and have some dark entity come forth around you and show you really how true it is how mm -hmm. real it is and how terrifying it is but you were able to do that with somebody alongside of you who is a warrior enough with you to handle the situation right yeah so thank god i mean if you had that happen alone then what <laughs> i mean way scarier way harder yeah way hard um, yeah so congratulate yourself for trusting yourself to let her into your life and to help her and, and that how that played out, I think is really intentionally beautiful. And your guys' souls arranged that yes. for it to be that way. But sometimes I, f I, I feel 
I feel that I allowed it to happen because I, I, I agreed to that. And even my, even, a, even my older friends that, that know me for years already even told me, he's like, you know how I knew uh, you were, you were, that, that you were changing, Chris? I'm like, why? He goes, because you let someone come in your house and you would have never done that. So, and it's crazy because I told, I started thinking about it and, and I started, I thought he was right. I'm like, yeah, it's true. Like this wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have brought her in. But I've also made peace with it because I, I feel like it, sh- it needed to happen because I was starting to get into the spiritual, into the spirituality uh, of things. Like, you know how Sam always says conspiracy leads you to spirituality. And I totally agree with that statement because I've been on this in this in the rabbit hole for so long, for so long. And right when I'm about to start coming out of it and start moving towards this, um, like I got into my crystal bag and my astrology bag and my numerology bag. And I started getting into all these different, different, uh, er- different things and different studies instead of the conspiracy stuff. And um, when this happened, I just felt like it was the universe. Just, the Matrix is testing me too. Like, bro, like there's good and there's bad out here. So you be, just be wary of who you let into your circle because you don't know. But they're so good at, at, at disguising and being sneaky. Like the, the dark entities, they know how to get in. I'm really surprised that he knew it was in there and they apparently worked together and that he wanted to let it out. And it's very, it's very weird. But the weird thing is too, that he didn't even want to get the reading. The, the My other friend that was here, the our homegirl, the, it was like three of us that were good friends. It was my homegirl, him, and then me. And the girl, she was actually, it was going to be her reading, but she said, you know what, let's just, let's just, let's have his reading. So she told Una, hey, can you do his instead? And he was very just, he didn't want to find out about his birth chart. And it was weird how he didn't want to find out. He was like, I'm scared to find out what she's going to tell me. And we were, we would both look at him like, it's not that big of a deal. Like she's going to just, you know, break your chart down. And yeah. she, she didn't even get to, she didn't even get to do the reading. It happened before that even started. Wow. Yeah, that that part makes sense because any amount of scrutiny or looking too deeply is going to um, show this thing, you know, perhaps. And so if you're trying to hide it or you don't, you're ashamed of it or you're scared of it or right. whatever is going on with him, that kind of makes sense. But then he just turned around and let it right out, which is really weird. Um, but it is, like you said, it's a part of your own development too. And that, um, and it's not fun. <laughs> and I always talk about this too, where it's like, it, I mean, these were some of the most terrifying experiences of my entire life as well. Um, but now I am capable of just looking at them and like almost laughing. I'm like, oh, oh really? you're nothing. You have this, because really all they are is this facade and their whole power is getting you to agree or getting you to go along or getting you to fear them. Okay. Um, you know, and it's hard not to fear them because it is really scary. And we're taught that these things don't happen and that this isn't real and we only see it on movies. And so when it happens, just like you did, yeah. we go running and we can try to convince ourselves. We're like, there's something else going on here. Am I yeah. high? Am I like, whatever? Is this like a trip? Am I asleep? Like <laughs> we yeah. go through everything because we're like, this can't be real. That's mm-hmm. how terrifying it is. Uh, and that's very normal too. Um, but the truth is when you realize that you have infinite power of creativity and creation and they have none none they have to have our consent and they have to have our support and they have to have our you know ability to create that they can co-opt from us and steal they can't do anything they have they have no power at all and when you realize that you realize you can get rid of them the only thing stopping anyone from getting rid of any of them is not being quite sure that they can Mm. (laughs) or being afraid that they can't or being afraid that they're not going to be protected or being afraid that this thing can actually harm them Mm -hmm. uh and it can with your consent 
but we are so much more protected than we are not protected. We have so many more allies of light. And, you know, if you want to talk about like attachment, right, we have way more positive attachments (laughs) that we are so blessed to have than we will ever have negative attachments, unless we choose to start going that route and detaching from our positive attachments and attaching to negative attachments. So a hundred percent of us have this access to whatever you want to call it, the light source, God, angels, you know, your guides, whatever you want to call it. I don't even care. The words are like meaningless, right? But Mm -hmm. that good energy, that good source energy, we 100% of us have that. 100% of us have that flowing through us. 100% of us can ask it for help at any time. Mm -hmm. 100% of us will get help every time we ask. And the only thing they can do is, again, continue to trick you into thinking that they really are powerful and then getting your consent, you going, oh my God, they really are powerful. Right, and then right, they're like, right. oh yeah, see, I am. Um, right, right. And they, they, could, they could be really tricky and they can be very persuasive and they can put up a really good show, a really, yeah. really good, very convincing show where you're like, oh my God, they can control all mm-hmm. these things. They're really powerful. No, they're not. Um, so do you, do yeah. you, do you recommend, um, like w- it, what I did was the best thing to do was just cut all ties with this person? Or if there was someone that was a good friend, is there a way where we can still probably help him out or that's something that he just has to figure out on his own or how would you go does, about it? I would, I would just ask, does he want help? Does he want to be free of this I think thing? he, and I think he did. That's a thing. And we just, I, my other, the home girl, she, she felt bad. She was like, we're, we're abandoning him, abandoning him. Like what if he does want help? And I even told her, I was like, if you continue to talk to this person, like you can cut me off too. Cause I don't want to have any connection with you as well. Well, you're, you're smart. There's no, this is one of the ways that, that any darkness or evil, whether it's a very human, just manipulative evil, or like this level of evil that we're talking about here with this negative attachment. Mm -hmm. um, This is how they get back in is they try to make us feel sorry for them. And they play on all our, you know, little, little human like intricacies and, and they try to get us all wrapped up in this and, and invite it back in again. And so you're smart to want to be separate from it and cut it off. And that's why I asked, does he want to be rid of it? Because if he does, he needs to get rid of it. You can't do it for him anyway. Yeah. And you could, you could help him maybe by connecting him to someone, um, you know, like me or someone else who does this type of work with people, but you can't help him any other way. Mm. You know, he has to do it himself. And that's true of all of us in the end. If we have any negative attachments, no one can act actually get rid of it for us and i i work with people in these ways to um to help detach from it to start detaching at least and to finish it off themselves and i teach Mm. them how to do it and to keep it away from them um but but really even then like i'm not the one doing that you know that's That's god that's Mm -hmm. angels and that's them it's their consent and it's their choice that makes it happen yeah so So don't feel bad don't feel bad yeah, I mean, let, our, let that go. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> our, our friendship lasted. A, I only knew the person probably for five months. So I'm, and I, and I feel like, um, the universe, you know, let it made it go a certain way to where I he got exposed very quickly in my life, and that's how I know that I am protected a lot too. Yes. And even um, you know, Una would always tell me the reason she always trusted me because she was very intuitive too. She's a very she, you know, she described herself as a fairy. You know, the, one of those. <laughs> yeah. She's just very just spiritual as well. So. She, she she every time she would see me and she'd be like chris you just have like this gray glow around you that's protecting you like there's so much love in this house that that your that your parents have you know you've been here with your parents and they they left you it and there's just so much love in here that it's hard for for like negative energy to get in here so this person was just very sneaky and we both like it just went behind both of our backs really like we couldn't both see it and 
I just don't even, I don't, I don't even, like, after it happened, because then she ended up leaving about two weeks later, too. So then I ended up being by myself again. And when I ended up, when I was by myself again in the house, that's when I started just being in my head a lot, too. I couldn't sleep in the dark. I had to have the hallways, the light on the hallway on all the time. Um, couldn't watch horror films. So this, I, just, I barely started watching, you know, certain films again to where it's like, okay, cool. It's not really affecting me. And, um... But I just how do you how do I know if something is lingering around? The only reason I feel like I'm safe is because my dogs aren't tripping. That's the only yeah. reason I feel like I'm cool. And when they trip is when I would trip, but they haven't. So I don't. How would I know? Like, is anything here? Yeah. Should I have uh, you know cleanse a certain type of way, or how do I get rid of this lingering? Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. So first of all, I'm 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 understanding that you are safe there, and there is nothing negative there with you. I'm by um, myself. When you. Yeah. When you start to imagine that and wonder and get fearful about it, that's that's when you have the thinnest protection where it could come through. Because again, I, it's hard to talk about because I don't want to freak anyone out like their thoughts are just going to instantly create something. You know, we yeah. all have the right to consider these things, think about them and feel fearful at times and whatever. But when you put too much fearful energy and too much expectation that something's going to be there and too much and you're kind of, it's like you're creating that. So yeah. it is better. It's better to try not to. And it's hard not to. So what you can do instead is intentionally do um, things that will get your mind to focus on the opposite, which is inviting in the light and re- uh, shoring up your defenses, so to speak. And, and there's lots of ways you can do that. Correct. There's all these different traditions and all of them work. And the reason they work is because you're saying, I choose this. Here's where I draw the line. Here's where there is light around me and there is no dark in here. And so you're creating that for yourself and you're inviting all of your soul, all of your spiritual allies and guides to do this with you. Uh, and so that's powerful. And that's, and that's, you know, if, if you were to, let's say you were out on the street and you saw this guy and he came up to you and that energy came out of him, you could even do it right then. This is oh. my boundary. This is my space. This is light. You are dark. You are not part of my space. And you don't have to even move. You don't have to go towards them and try to push them off or whatever. You could just stand there and just know this is my boundary. And they won't cross that. Mm. A lot of people think that you have to be like special or you have to like have <laughs> yeah. skills, yeah. you know, and you don't. All of us have this as our birthright. Does we are creative beings that are tied to source? Correct. Period. Yeah. That that's infinite. So if you ever doubt that, then ask your ask your angels, ask your guides, ask God for help. Say, please help me. Please help me be safe here right now. Please help me have this boundary around me. Please keep me protected, and you will be. They're mm. like they're like begging. Most of the time, they're just like waiting. They're like, please invite me in. Please invite. Mm. Just like the bad guys are. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. like, I want to help. <laughs> that's their job. So. Um, so you can do that. And in your house, you know, one thing that most people are familiar with and, and might use is sage, you yeah. can sage. And the purpose of the sage again, is it's clearing, it's cleaning. It has that, um, energy from who knows how many thousands of years of people using it in that way. So it carries that with it. And then you're adding your intention. This Correct. is clearing my home. I'm doing this. Here's the boundary of my home. You can do it on, if you have like a property around your, uh, physical space, like, you know, yard or whatever you mm -hmm. can do it around the whole the oh, whole yeah. boundary the whole thing and and you can just be burning it and you can say it out loud if you want to add like a vibration you know and a sound of yeah. creation to it too you can say here is my boundary all anything negative anything evil anything dark anything obstructing anything that's in my way get out of this space and all that is good i just say good true and beautiful 
That's okay. my little I like that. way of describing the light. So anything that's good, true, and beautiful, please come in. My allies, please come in. My angels, my guides, my heaven, God, mm -hmm. whatever, Jesus, whatever you like, just please come into this space and help make it brighter and make it protected and make it safe. Um, there's also, you know, if you feel comfortable, you can also bless your salt or get blessed salt. Some people sell blessed salt, but really all it is, is just salt that someone like <laughs> yeah. me, or if you, if you're confident have just asked God, please bless this salt with protection and light. Mm -hmm. And then you can sprinkle that around the edge of your property. Yeah. You can do the same with water. You can just get, get your water. Some people are like, Oh, put it out in the full moon and charge it. You could do that, or you could just say, God, please bless this water, make it sacred and holy, and make it be a protective force so I can make this boundary of protection around myself. Mm -hmm. um, you can like dab some on your forehead. You can sprinkle it. You can put some with your dogs. You're absolutely right that your dogs would freak out if there was something dark that mm -hmm. was trying to get at you or be that was in your place. They would know. They would warn you. So that's oh, also were, a good. They were going crazy when the, the night that it was happening. I'm not surprised at all. Like I have a, hus <laughs> I have a husky, so she was howling. Like she would... And there's this one there's this one uh, instance where um I want to go check up on the kids and um Una and uh, my other homegirl they went out to the cars to get uh some rain sticks or some they had some water yeah some rain sticks and um while they, and then they had they had moved him to the backyard they had got him out the house and they moved him to the backyard and they left the door open I guess and when they they went to the car real quick and when they went to the car um I guess he had came back in and when he came back in my dog um, she howled so loud and it, it kind of alerted them and they rushed back in here and they were able to keep him outside again. And, you know, just the look on his face was very just, um, ha ha, I'm back inside. You guys can't get me. He ended up getting naked, jumped in the pool. It was, <laughs> it was, it was crazy. Yeah. No, I've, people don't understand unless they've seen it, that these energies can come through and fully what we would call possess a person. Uh, and that their face changes and their yeah. voice changes, their entire mannerisms change, all their energy. Change. You can feel it. It feels horrible. It feels dark. It feels like something you want to get away from. Yeah. They'll mock you. Like you said, they'll laugh. Like, yeah. Haha, here I am. Look what I can do. And all of that is designed to get you to believe and agree that they are terrifying and powerful and can and can harm you maybe, right. uh, which is the last step, which I'm glad that you didn't allow that to happen well how did he finally leave or what happened um i guess he ended up snapping out of it he came back he came back and then um i guess he realized i think um one of one of them was talking like in his face and like kind of snapped him out of it and then he realized that he was naked and everything and then he ended up just hopping over the fence got in his car and he left wow and then he, he has the nerve to tell I, I had to go to work so i i got up like around this is around 10 p.m i had to go to work at 3 3 a.m so I go to work. We end up staying the rest of the night. I'm all traumatized, scared. I end up going to work. And he has the nerve to text me when I'm at work talking about, uh, you know, apologizing, but saying he didn't know that he wasn't able to do that in my house. And I said, what do you mean? And I just, I just told him, like, you know what, bro? I was like, don't worry about because he was paying the rent for the family that was staying here. So I was like, you know what? Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about anything. Like, I don't want any type of uh, any type of energy transfer from you. Like, you keep everything. Like, block me on everything. Like, this is the last time we're ever going to speak. And uh, just you're no longer welcome in my home. And I instantly just cut the connection off. And it was my it was my homegirl that was more so just still trying to talk to him. And, and I would kept telling her, if you're going to help him out, just I, you have to make I'll make you pick. Like, I'm sorry, but it's either him or me, because if you want to help him, that's cool. But we're not going to have any more. We're not going to have a connection anymore. 
And she ended up deciding to just stay, with, you know, rock with me. So she, we, we stopped talking to him. We don't know what's going on with him anymore. The last time I seen him, he looks like he's still following his, you know, his spiritual path. Or I don't know if he's getting help. I don't even know. He was doing, Lindsay, he was doing shroom ceremonies as his ex-girlfriend hit us up after she found out what happened. And she ends up telling us. She's asking for help too because she said, "I I know what you guys saw. He, he it happened with me too." And we said, "Whoa! This like this is this is like happening with different people, and he's doing shroom ceremonies." Yuck! Oh this man! Why, this is why I warn people so much. Like you have to be careful who you're trusting to do spiritual work with, or do these ceremonies with, or do. And people are just so open. It's so scary. I'm glad you never really were that open because some people are, and you're clearly. Um, I'll just add the reason why an attack like this, um, and some people might not feel like this was an attack on you, but it was, it was in your home. Like he said, I'm going to let this out. Right. Okay. Oh, I didn't know. We gave it consent. To. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. There mm-hmm. was boundaries were allowed to be broken. Um, and the reason why that happened to you in your house is because you have a strong light, right? Mm. And these, the, all these guys want these negative forces would love to get your light for their own and mm. have the relationship they have with him with you <laughs> because mm. that's powerful so what's also cool about that on the on the flip side is that you are learning and have learned so much already about what is possible how dark it is and what you can do about it and that makes your light even brighter mm. and it turns you into somebody who if you ever wanted to could help other people also make and keep boundaries and clear their space and clear themselves and and heal in spiritual ways so that's really really powerful and it's and it's something if you've never considered you should just kind of keep that in your back pocket Mm -hmm. and see how it kind of develops um because you gain more and more of these skills and not not because you're inviting it because you have a bright light already and they they see that probably more clearly than you do uh, and they want to own that so He, he did he has he has what is what I think in in more like traditional Catholic circles would call a perfect possession because he has oh, he knows he knows that it's there and he yeah, wants he, it to be there. So when we said when I said like does he want it to be gone like I don't think he does. If he's doing ceremony and other people have seen this and he still hasn't gotten help or tried to kick it out, then he's very uh, very intentionally inviting it to stay, and that's probably the worst situation you can have um some of the darkest people amongst us have that and what's really going to end up happening then if he doesn't stop that and get rid of it at some point is is that he'll become what we would call an an actual psychopath and have literally no empathy or compassion left in him and then that gets even more dangerous so it's good that you cut all ties you know both energetically in mentally, you know, in your own imagination and your consciousness and in, and in your words to him, you've made that boundary. Yeah. We are not connected at all. In no way are we mm-hmm. connected. Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. He was even trying to say, well, I can have someone go give you the money. So I don't I'm like, nah, bro, if it's coming from you, yeah. I don't want it. Don't even worry about it. But this is, this, <laughs> this is how, this is how sneaky he was, Lindsay. Cause this is why I started becoming more friends with him and opening up to him. Him and my homegirl had hit me. My homegirl had hit me up and was like, yo, Chris, I have this friend that's doing cleanups every Friday at the river bottom. We're, we're feeding the less fortunate and we're cleaning up the river bottom real quick with, for different sections. So you want to you want to come help us? And I was like, I was like, yeah, sure. Let's let's do it. I'm down. You know, I've always wanted to do, do some type of, you know, stuff like the community work. So I'm like, let's do it. So it was just four of us at the time. And I saw this movement get bigger. 
So I was one of the original ones. We probably went for a cool three, four months. And every week, more people would come and help. More people would come and help. So my eyes, you know, I was just like, yo, it's so beautiful that we're growing this community. We're helping people out. We're doing all this stuff. And he was the one that was the, 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 the leader, basically. Not the leader, but the one that had started the whole foundation. And he, he had made the idea up and everything like that. And then... So my in my head I'm like oh this this is a good person like he's really trying to help out the people and everything like that he's trying to I guess correct certain paths or and he's a young person too 24 25 years old so I'm like cool you know he's I, I'm gonna trust him and then um and then that's why I, um when he invited us to go to the Mount Chasta I agreed we went up there when we came back it was just like it was it, it felt like it was, everything was supposed to happen the way it happened I felt like I was even we were bonding even more. And I think that's when he he got comfortable and he and he really he probably thought oh I can run I can run over Chris, and then the first time that he moved in here oh, he ended up asking for one of the rooms. There's three rooms that are empty and the family was gonna stay in two of them and he ended up asking for one of them because he was gonna set up the office for the 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 the, the, the foundation thing the nonprofit. So I said yeah for sure go ahead you know keep all the paperwork in here that's cool. The day of when he's moving in he's bringing in like totes. And I and I him and his cousin and I'm like, yo, what y'all doing? Like, y'all better not be bringing no drugs in here. And he goes, he go, he starts laughing. He makes a joke. He goes, oh, you need to talk to my cousin. So I tell his cousin, I'm like, hey, what you about to do in here? Because you said you were you needed an office and a desk and all this stuff, and now you you're trying to you're trying to bring in uh your product. And he goes, he goes, oh, he goes, and he thought it was gonna be okay because he's paying rent. And I was like, if you would have told me that you were, this was your plan, it would have definitely affected my decision making. I'm like, but you didn't tell me you didn't tell me that. And then. And and even then I questioned it and I still said, you know what? If you're just gonna keep your stuff in here, because he was he was even doing the microdosing capsule thing, so he was p packaging in here and everything. So I told him, if you wanna do all that stuff, just keep your stuff here. That's cool, but you're not gonna have no one pulling up to my house. You're not gonna have no one bringing money over here. You're not none of that. Like we're just and you're not coming over here at night. If you're gonna come over here, I gotta be home. I gotta be during the day, and that's it. And so I set my boundaries, and I think that's when he realized, okay, this is not gonna be as easy as I thought. And then he, ah. st he stopped coming. He stopped coming less and less to the house. He would just come. He paid the the rent uh, twice. He would just come pay the rent. He he would barely even kick it with the family, the kids, and nothing like that. And he made them believe that he was gonna help them out and do all this stuff. And then he, that's when I started kind of realizing, okay, this guy, something's up with this guy. And then when that night happened, that's when I realized everything started playing in my mind. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. But I fell for the whole. Let's build this community. I'm going to help the less fortunate. We can build something special here in the community. And no, no. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. But why this do you, but why, I'm sorry. Why do you think he, he, he does that? Is it the duality of just keeping that balance of doing good? And then he might not feel like he's as evil or maybe, I don't know. He, he might tell himself that, but the, what feels more right to me and what seems, what I've seen the pattern over and over again is that this, this community and this, um, lifestyle and this sort of orientation towards like helping people and being open and being spiritual and all this has the the best access points for evil to sneak in because people are so trusting yeah and it's normal it's normal to be trusting because we look at ourselves and we're like well i'm really good and i would never do that to somebody so most of the other people aren't going to do that either and that Facts. might be true most of the time but then the few times it's not those people know how to prey on you and they know how to prey on your willingness to help others and your desire to help others and all of this stuff. Yeah. So I, I'm always trying to warn people. I'm like, this community is ridden with, with narcissists, psychopaths, sociopaths, and borderline personality just disorder people in general, which in my estimation is almost always aligned with dark entities 
energies and dark energies, those types of people who have that sort of behavior where they're willing to harm people over and over again for their own gain. Um, so both the entity and him might have slightly different views of what's happening. Ah. What's really happening is they're like, we're going to get in and we're going to be able to do anything we want with these people. These people won't be able to tell us no or get us out. Yeah. Um, so yeah. His... go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I just, I just see it all the time. I just see, cause we're so much like love and light and we want to yes. love everyone and everyone needs to join together right now. And it's like, well, yeah, but we got to have really good standards. We have to have really excellent boundaries. Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. I, I get this a lot. People are often talking about like, let's go build a community, you know, yeah. like, cause I do, I would love to do that. I would yeah. love to go out and have an intentional community with people who are like-minded but I'm also like, oh, I'm going to have a shit storm of like criteria that people have to yes, meet because yeah. I'm not going to live next to just anybody. And people are like, oh, you can't be that picky. I'm like, oh, I can. <laughs> and you I should. know why I have to be. Yeah. So yeah. you don't know yet. That's fine. But I know and I'm not doing that. You haven't had any anything happen since your since your um attachment. When you were younger. Lots. Oh, you've had lots. lots. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's just the that's just the story that most people have heard because it's the easiest to to talk about and tell. It's easiest to understand. And it's the I don't know, it's the it's like the vanilla version of all the rest of it. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't I don't like to scare people and I don't like to jump into the deep end with people. And so that's what people usually want to talk about. And it's an easy story to tell and I can tell it. And the other things no one ever really asked about. You're actually the first person to, to ask me if other things have happened and most people um wouldn't necessarily like to hear about it, but it's actually probably no scarier than what you just described for yourself um it's there's a couple other components that that you didn't not quite experience and those are pretty terrifying you know for anybody i think but but really you've already got but a for, pretty good dose oh yeah of darkness yeah <laughs> but for you it would be different because it was happening to you right to me it's oh. like i don't know how i would explain it because i'm seeing someone it happened to someone else so it's not I don't know what's, what's the di what would be the difference. I've I've had it that what happened to me, like you said, and it was trying to get you know at me, into me, and was attached to me already, and all of that. And so there's and there were so many dark things caught up with that. But I've also seen what you describe, um, which was almost scarier, um, because I then had to like question: Is again, like, am I even dreaming? Is this real? Yeah. And also, is that person? All the same things you probably went through. Like, is this person permanently screwed? Do they even know? You know, is this like? Do I need to help them somehow or do, like what's happening and how do you deal with it? How do you respond to it? And um, I went the same route as you. I'm like, I'm just never, I'm never going to talk to this person again. And thank God my sister who was attached to this person uh, more in depth than I was also chose to end her relationship with him. I was just like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I don't have to like worry about any of the like family gatherings or whatever and having this person around. Um, so that was just luck, I think. And well, I don't think it was luck, but I think no. it was very very lucky um i don't know if i even answered the question that you asked sorry <laughs> i'm not sure where <laughs> i was going with all that <laughs> but so you haven't so if, if if dark stuff are constantly happening in your life is, is that a sign that is something maybe deeper uh my i look at it almost at this point like a training course so that first experience that happened was like the like here we go mm -hmm. uh, and every experience since has been whether by design so, so you can look at it both ways, whether it's like, this is the hole in my defenses that this darkness was able to creep through mm -hmm. or whether it was like my soul designing, like, okay, now Lindsay needs to learn how to defend against this type of an attack. They're both true. Right. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy how it's all about perspective, really. 
really it is yes because I, so I really go ahead i'm sorry oh well, i was just saying i really at this point look at it as like i'm not gonna say like bring it because i'm not inviting shit Correct. but i'm also like you could try but you're not going to get anywhere <laughs> like yeah, I'll yeah, laugh yeah. in your face um yeah. not to make light of it but just to say that i don't know i don't i'm at a point where nothing could scare me because i've seen just how true it is that um the goodness and the light and god and our allies and all this are it's impenetrable there's mm. nothing that could possibly get through that and we're made of that at our core yeah. so nothing could possibly get through me so i have no fear of it and it's not because i'm stupidly fearless it's because i've learned and i've seen there's literally nothing to fear so i have what people might call faith and it's unshakable ah, okay. you can't I, there's nothing that could ever make me feel like i wasn't 100 percent protected against anything so I just, it doesn't mean that, you know, it might be night out and I'm like camping and there's like a weird sound and I'll be like, ah, like I'm still a human. Uh, but if I, <laughs> but once I get past that, I'm like, okay, yeah, everything's fine. And, yeah. You know, and I'm not going to leave my door unlocked, uh, but I'm also just not afraid anymore. Yeah. I don't, like, it just, it, when this incident happened, it pushed me so far away from the spiritual community. Cause I was so mad at myself. Like how? How do how do I let all these people in? I go from living by myself to living living within a full house. Bunch of love. Come home from work. The you know kids is running around. Una's here. It's just a, it was just a lot of love in the air. Yeah. And, to, and when this happens, I remember. I remember when I um when the, the night that it happened, I when I want to go check up on the kids. Una had she. I guess she ended up running to check on the, check on them too. And then she ended. We ended up running um to each other in the hallway. And I and I look at her and I'm like. Did you do this? Like, is this your fault? Because if it is, you got to get your stuff too and you got to go. And she's all crying like, no, no. Like, I would never do this in the same home as my kids. Like, I, I don't do this type of practices. I don't work with dark energies. Like, I did not know this was going to happen. Like, I, I promise you. And I, I didn't know who to trust. I was in a room yeah. full. I was in a house full of people and I felt so alone. And then my other homegirl trying to, you know, uh, uh, comfort me. Yo, Chris, doesn't be okay. Like, we can go get some, hey, let's go do some Reiki. Let's go do this. No, no, I didn't want to think about it. I said, no, leave me alone. I don't want to even, I don't want to get nothing cleaned off me. Nothing. Like, just leave me alone. And I was pushing everyone away. Everyone was getting pushed away. And I, and I started getting into this, like, dark mode of of, of um, just being scared. And it was, it was eating me alive. It really was. And then the more I started talking about it and, and telling people the story, the more I was able to just tell it with a smile now and like laugh about it and be like, yo, it's crazy, bro. And I'll never forget when my one friend, I was texting him while it was happening and uh, it was, he was my old roommate. So I was like, yo, bro, you're not going to believe what's happening. It's crazy. Da, da, da. And then um, the next morning um, he, he hits me up and he goes, bro, I'm like, I don't know why you just didn't sock him. <laughs> and I said, nah. I don't know why you just didn't punch him. And when he said that, I just started laughing. Like that's, that's the, that's the humor I needed. Like I got to start looking at it differently. I can't just keep, moping around thinking you know all these energies are around me all these demons are around me yeah and like we were talking about earlier what you really want to do is train your mind um because your mind is a tool yeah you know and it can be it can be trained to to good to dark to neutral to ambivalent to anything you want mm -hmm. um and if you train your mind then when you get more of these types of interactions in the world which Honestly, it's a combination of um, it's possible more might might try to come find you because you have that light. And it's also that you'll just notice it more because now you're more aware that it exists and you'll see it. You'll be like, wow. And actually, it was always there. 
You just didn't necessarily always see it. So you might start walking into rooms of people and feel like that same dark energy and look over and realize there's a person over there who's yeah. got like a dark entity with them mm-hmm. <laughs> or on them or yeah, in them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're going to start noticing that perhaps. So what's good in case any of that does start to happen and you start to notice it or whatever is to start to train your mind now yeah. while things are calm um, to have tools that you can use in those moments that you won't forget. So for example, um, you can have like mantras that you say, mm-hmm. I have a friend who says his will, not mine, his will, not mine, that like God's will, not mine. Uh, um, you know, and, and then therefore when something does confront him, he just says, God's will, not mine, God's will, not mine. And doesn't get lost in like the fear of the moment you feel protected or you can practice prayer. Um, and, and it's really non-religious it's, you can pick a religion if you want, if that helps, that's cool. Like I love Jesus. <laughs> I think he's awesome. <laughs> okay. And he works. He's like hundred percent of the time works. If there's like a demonic energy and you were like, get out in the name of Jesus. Like that thing's gone. Wow. It's just like, it's a magic spells. And like, you don't have to be like baptized or confirmed or whatever to, yeah, yeah. to invite Jesus in and to do that. So I am not a, a traditional Christian. I don't go to church or have any like religious affiliation, but mm-hmm. I, think Jesus is a badass and anybody can use that. And so I'm like, dude, just do it. Practice it. You can practice it each day. You could wake up in the morning. You can say like, Jesus, help me got, get my back, be with me today as I walk around and like whatever, because the more you practice something like that, not only are you inviting that energy in, you're creating this clarity and purity in your space and in yourself, you're carrying it around with you as you go. Mm -hmm. But also if something does pop out, like that guy comes around the corner and he's like all in full demon mode or whatever (laughs) you're just like jesus help me because you're already in that mindset you're already practicing it and then it's like instantly because one of the things that can happen is we forget and then we're scared and then we don't know what to do and then we're like locked down you know and we feel like uh stunned like deer in the headlights and that's not going to be helpful so practicing things like that the desaging and the smudging calling on your angels or whatever you call these light beings that also exist much more plentifully than the dark beings um (laughs) that that's just a good habit to have yeah uh and and we forget you know it's hard because we haven't we haven't been doing that throughout our lives so it's honestly like at the beginning like i would like set alarm clocks for myself like fucking pray bitch just do it yeah because i'm like i don't want to get it's so easy in life to forget it's so easy in life to get into other habits and just kind of go along that way and everything's fine and so you're just floating along and then something happens so i'm like no i need to be ready and be prepared not not in this like paranoid way like i'm always expecting something because again if we're focusing on that aspect of it then we're kind of almost inviting it It, but just in the sense where i'm like i just want to remind myself i want to feel good i want to invite the light in i want to make sure i know what my boundaries are and how awesome is it to have like an army of fucking angels and ancestors or whatever, <laughs> yeah. like at your back all the time? Like, yeah, I want that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, but anybody can do those things. And again, I think people think they need to be like special or need to like be like connected or whatever. And it's like, no, you just choose to be connected mm-hmm. and you choose to invite yeah. that in. And you, anybody can do that. And it's like, we have these identities that tell us that that's not us. You know, we're like, oh no, I'm way more like this over here. And that's how I do whatever. And that's cool too. If that's like bright enough and light enough to help you. Uh, um, and if not, see, that's, that's, if not, that's, that's the trick. Cause I tell myself that I said, I do things yeah. my own way, but my light may not be shining as bright as someone else's. <laughs> or that's you a might good have point. 
That's a good you point. You might not have like a lot of faith in it, right? You might mm. be like, yeah, this is how I do it, but I've never actually seen it have an effect. Or like, I'm not really sure. Okay. So it's really also about choosing things that you do sort of vibe with. And so like, if I say like Jesus works every time and you're like, that's so dumb. Like, don't do Jesus then. Do yeah. some other saint or Buddha or mm. whatever gar- guardian of the light that you do trust and believe is powerful. Um, I just have seen Jesus in action. So I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Anybody <laughs> can use that, <laughs> you know, and even yeah. it's interesting because people who are having like, uh, abduction experiences or, or those types of things have also used, invoked the name of Jesus and they end. Oh, wow. Even if they're in the spaceship, they're just wow. done. So wow. if you can remember to, again, the hardest part is creating the habit, the habit. and remembering in the moment that this is your tool. But practicing it when you're not facing something dark directly is the best way to get in that habit and to be prepared. And so you have that memory when you're in that moment. That makes if sense. that ever happens again. Hopefully it never happens. Hopefully again. it doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm very wary. Um, yes. What was your worst experience? If you're saying the one My, that you tell isn't the worst. <laughs> this one was much scarier for me. Um, and I'm telling it because you asked and anybody who's listening is listening because they are because they want to hear it. So I I just was rebuked very strongly by a spiritual teacher who was like, stop telling people about these things unless they ask you. I was like, oh, Oh, yeah. That's where I'm at with it too. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it too. I did the same thing. I only only tell the story when they ask me about it. Yeah, because you don't want to harm people by placing something into their consciousness that they are like not ready to deal with. Um, so, but I don't think it's so much scarier than yours, but this is what happened. I was at um, a house with my sister, her boyfriend at the time, her roommate at the time, myself, uh, and a dog and a cat. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were hanging out. I, I did have a beer, maybe two beers. Um, I did not, I don't, I haven't smoked a lot of weed for many, many, many years, like a lot, like mm-hmm. probably decades actually at this point, because I quit somewhere around like 26 or something. And used to smoke really tough. And then I started realizing that like weird ass shit would happen to me way too often. And now I understand I was inviting, like Mm. leaving a doorway open for things to kind of come through. So that's part of why I don't, I, I use it if I need to and in ceremony and in healing and and that's it. So anyways, I, but I did take a hit that night. So I was also a little stoned. So this is my fault because this is long after I have done shamanic work and energy work and spiritual work and understand that alcohol and weed can be doorways, especially for the more sensitive and sort of attuned, if you want to call it that you become, the Mm. more those things can be doorways when you're not really, and you're just kind of like normal people, like it's, it is in a way, but it's not, I guess, sensitive as so anyway, so I, I should have known better. I did know better. I did this anyway. So I was not, but, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's not, I wasn't that high or drunk. Right. I was like pretty lightly buzzed at best. So I just like to throw that out there. So full disclosure for people who want to be like, Oh, what were you on? You crazy hoe. Um, (laughs) They always tell me that too. Were you on drugs? No, I wasn't. I wish I was. And then if they, if they find out you've done any psychedelics ever, they're like, Oh, so you're just insane. You're like, dude, fuck you. Uh, (laughs) That's true. That's so true. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. I'm like, you don't think I know the difference between and and like when a demon comes through a person, like, come on. Yeah. Um, It's crazy people, but people just like we do when we experience it, we're like, okay, what's the actual explanation? Cause this cannot be what's going on. They're doing the same thing. They're like, no, that's not real. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyways, I was sitting and uh, at some point, uh, 
it was just me and, and the roommate, we were sitting in the living room and I was on my phone or something. I wasn't really paying attention. There was a basketball game on for some reason. I was like, why are we watching basketball? Like, cause I'm just not a sports person and neither are any of them. So it's just weird. I was like, this is so weird. Like, why are we doing this? And then I hear, um, and I don't remember the exact conversation. So I'm just going to paraphrase, but it was as responsive as what I'm about to say. I hear the TV say, Oh, Lindsay's confused now. And I'm like, that's a weird thing for a basketball announcer to say. And so I look at the TV and I'm like, wondering in my head, I'm like, did it just say my name? And it's like, haha, she doesn't even know what's going on. And she's not even really sure if this is happening. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> what? Like, how is a basketball announcer on a real actual base, like baseball, basketball game talking to me? And I was like, am I going crazy? And it was like, ooh, she's finally losing it. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Then I, then the roommate sitting next to me, I go, are you listening to this game? And she goes, no, I don't even know why it's on and gets up and leaves. She's like, I'm going to bed. And I'm like, well, that was sudden. And so now I'm alone with the TV and it's like, you know, now we've got her where we want her and everyone's going to know she's crazy now and da, da, da. And I was like, and so I picked up the remote. I'm like trying to turn the TV off and it won't turn off. Then I hear this, um, you know, it's hard to explain. I could tell it wasn't really happening, but I could tell it was my brain trying to translate what was happening to me. And so what it sounded like to me was like Kung Fu fighting from the next room, but like fake Kung Fu sounds from a fake Kung Fu movie. Like, like, I was like, this is weird. And that, but I understood, I was like, oh, something, some kind of a battle actually is happening over there. So I went into the kitchen and my sister and this boyfriend guy are staring at each other weirdly, like, I'm not sure what's going on between them, but it's like not normal. Mm -hmm. They're not talking and nothing's happening. And so I like rush up and grab my sister and she looks at me like I just like saved her. And she was like, what's going on? And I said, I don't know, let's go outside. And I like pulled her outside and, and she was outside. She was even more confused. She's like, why did you stop me from making popcorn with him? And I was like, that's not what you were doing. And she was like, so she had this weird idea in her head of what had been happening in the kitchen. And I don't know what he was doing, but I know that it was something dark and probably trying to convince her or get her to believe something or experience something. And I'm guessing based on what the TV had said that it was meant to make me look insane and to discredit me. Mm. Um, so I was like, don't go back inside. Let's stay outside. And she was like, you're being weird. Let's just go back inside. She's way drunker than me, by the way. So you know how drunk people are yeah. like, oh, like whatever. Like she's like that. So she's going back inside and I was like, please don't go back inside. Let's just stay outside. Cause I was just trying to get my bearings and figure out what to do, especially if she's like way drunker than me. And he is going, I, I still didn't know at this time that he was manifesting anything or that anything was coming through him. I just knew that I wasn't comfortable with the weird soundless staring in the kitchen mm -hmm. <laughs> and my interpretation of it from afar that some, that it was a battle of some kind. So, but she goes back inside anyway, cause she's drunk and determined. And I'm like, well, I have to go back in. Cause I don't know what's going on in there. And I can't leave her alone in it. Uh, cause she doesn't care about believe in or understand any of these things. So she's even more prone to falling victim to it. Therefore, which is true of all of us. If we have no idea that these things can happen and then they start to happen, we're uh -huh. going to very likely get even more entrapped in it than someone who is aware. So I went back in with her. The TV was continuing to say things directly to my thoughts. This oh, time wow. though, yeah, this time though, the, which had never happened to me before. This time though, the boyfriend guy turned and looked at me and he said something to the extent of, again, I can't remember the exact words, but paraphrasing, 
watch, I can make her do anything I want. And then he said, hey, sit down. And she sat down and he said, giggle. And she giggled. And he said, uh, like, roll on your side or something. And she rolled on her side. And I was like, I was like freaking out at this point. Cause I'm like, so whatever battle had been happening in the kitchen clearly worked to some extent. And he had some sort of control over her. But I instantly understood too, that it wasn't like he was puppeting her. It was that she had agreed at some level to I don't know like that was her idea of how boyfriend and girlfriend should be or like she had agreed to like be submissive to him or something like yeah. that it was not it wasn't like he had gotten in her and was calling her it was that she had agreed to it basically so I thought in my head I wonder if my sister can hear my thoughts and she looked at me and she said I can and I said okay in my thoughts I was like okay well let's get out of here this is a dangerous situation I don't know what's going on and then he said, oh, I can hear your thoughts too. And <laughs> yeah. And he said, she's not going anywhere. Oh, and then I just, yeah. And I had this overcome me because I had faced demons before in various ways, but never this directly and yeah. never them like talking to me, using my name, talking through TVs and talking through people. So it was very direct, but it was also like my sister was caught in the crossfire, you know? Um, and so I was very... Like I could have left, it was her house too. I could have banished him, but it's not my house. You have a lot less power in someone else's house unless they're giving it to you and consenting to that. Okay. You can protect yourself, but you can't necessarily clear their house. It's their house. They chose that. Mm -hmm. Everybody has free will. So, uh, so it was a dicey situation to say the least. So it was weird. Oh, I just had man. this feeling come over me like, okay, I actually got this. I have all the tools to deal with this because what's really true is I'm never dealing with any of it. When I'm really in the best place, I'm allowing um, and begging and asking mm -hmm. for a spirit or whatever you want to call it to come through me and tell me what to do, help me know what to do and guide me in doing it. Um, so I, I, and that's a type of like surrender and people might call it, you know, like a mini ego death or getting out of the way with your personality and your ego so that something higher or pure or truer or whatever can come through. And those are all true statements. So the feeling of releasing all of your attachment and your identity and your personality and your will is a very strange feeling. And this is another thing you can try to practice in like meditation or safe, safe places where you feel really good and you've invited in the light and made strong boundaries. Mm -hmm. You can start to try to practice that sort of thing if it feels comfortable. Um, because it's much easier to deal with these energies the more you can get out of the way and invite that okay. light energy to come through. Mm -hmm. uh, so I did that. And so the rest doesn't really make sense to anybody but me. But I said and did things that um, eventually led to my sister snapping out of it, understanding without admitting that she understood, but but being willing to have boundaries against this person and separate from them at least psychically in that moment mm. uh and that and that person's um ability therefore to manifest this demonic energy subsided and he genuinely seemed to have no idea that that had happened or what had happened but back to that guy that was in your house i don't think it could get to that point without some level of understanding knowledge or willingness to go along mm. It'd be very unlikely at least. And so I still look back and I'm like, he may not have known, he still may not know, but he also is not completely innocent that whatever he's done or is doing has opened that door and allowed it to stay open. And at some level he chose that. So um, 
like I said, I'm very glad that she got away from him. But um, in the end, I'll just summarize it by saying I was guided to, um, I actually, for probably, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> this is the crazier part, actually, than what just happened. Uh, for maybe like five years, let's say, I had been um, getting a series of three dreams. And my, a lot of my dreams, I can tell, are not dreams, but they're like, really, I call them power dreams. They're like messages from my higher self or from heaven or whatever. And they are um, actual experiences. And so I had a series of three dreams over five years. And each of them was a piece of a dance that was given to me by an eagle. Wow. This is my Native American heritage and background, I think, coming through. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I put those pieces all together. And in my head, I was like, I wonder if this is a dance. And I wonder if it like is for something. But that's as far as I went with it. So I'm not I don't know. <laughs> like I'm not not that special. Um, or I have a much better way of asking now. But at the time, I was just like, <laughs> I don't know. I'll just hold. I'll just hold on to that. It's just like in my tool bag, I guess. Yeah. Um. Well, that night I remembered that, and it came out, and and that was part of how we uh, banished him. And that's the weirdest, one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced. Years later, I saw the OA. If anyone's seen the OA, they mm-hmm. can relate to how much that show blew my mind because I was like she's doing the dance thing like you can use movement to like banish the darkest evil and it's very weird that it was in this movie but another weird thing that came into play that night that was uh also pre foretold I guess is Mm -hmm. two two days or three days like a couple days or the day before this all happened we had just gone to a powwow it just so happened to be happening while we were all down visiting um and so we went to this powwow and we went and you know you sit if you've ever been to a powwow this is a pretty big one so there's like bleacher seating sort of around it the fancy dancing arena and and whatever and so we're all sitting there with everybody and uh the guy who's um the mc or whatever leading the whole event he goes uh, it was almost the exact opposite of the darkness that came through that night but he's starting to talk and he's like i have to stop because there's something really important i need to say to one of you out there and like I, again, if you've been to a powwow, you know, Native American culture is kind of like what what white culture might think of as rude. Like people are just talking and eating through no matter who's talking up on stage, <laughs> you know, no matter what dancing is happening. There's like kids screaming. It's just like very much not, you know, no one's really paying that close of attention. Okay. He's like, I, I've got to I've got to say something to one of one of you out there. It's really important. And of course, you know. Uh, probably a bunch of people whoever's paying attention is probably like oh i wonder if it's me and then at the same time like no it could never be me mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm doing that same thing and he's like you're you're not going to think i'm talking to you but i am i was like weird i wonder if he really is talking to me and he's like i am and i was like yeah but he can't be talking to me me and he's like i'm talking to you and i'm like okay <laughs> but can't but can he read my thoughts like does he know i'm asking if he's talking to me and he's like i do know and i am talking to you and i was like dude this is getting weird i was like i have to push it a little further i was like is this guy talking to me Lindsay, and he's like i am talking to you yes and now i'm going to tell you the thing stop asking i was like dude what <laughs> what the fuck i was like but that that could all technically be like chance like i could right. have just you know like he could just be talking and i could just Sickness, be like interjecting yeah. thought yeah like yeah. but part of me is also like listening because uh-huh. i'm like this could actually be directed towards me and he goes you're gonna face a battle and you're going to face a battle really soon. And it's going to be a much bigger battle than you think you're ready for. And you're going to think that you can't win this battle. And you're going to 
feel like your soul is on the line. You're going to feel like you're going to fail and you're going to be pretty sure you're going to fail. And the truth is you're not going to fail. He's like, you're going to be ready for this. It's going to be okay. You're going to know exactly what to do and you're going to be guided to do it. And what's more, you're going to have all of your ancestors behind you and all of your ancestors are every tribe. All the tribes, all of us are going to be standing right behind you. Wow. You're not alone. And I was like, dude, I hope he's not talking to me because that's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> I don't want to face a battle. I don't care who's behind me. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not going to tell anybody that just happened because that was crazy. But again, I'm like, I'm going to put it in my little pocket. I'm going to mm. just go on with life right. as you do. And then within days, this event happened. So that's another thing that got me through it is I was like, oh, I am surrounded by tribes of my ancestors who would never let me down and yeah. never let me fail. We're so protected. Um, and that's, but I, I know too, when I say this again, that people listening might be like, oh, well, again, like you're special or, or like this wouldn't never happen to me. But the truth is that that message is for everybody. Yeah. You, we all are surrounded by all of our ancestors and we all have this history of amazing people behind us who are like whispering in our subconscious and telling us what to do. And if we, especially if we ask for it and we know it's there, there's like nothing that can stop that power. So even if you can't get down with like spirit guides and allies and, you know, angels or whatever, you still know you have DNA and you still know you have ancestors mm -hmm. and that DNA is encoding every experience and thought and message and piece of magic and protection that they've ever had. You have uh, all of that in you. We all do. That's, that's a wild story, Lindsay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Oh. Yeah. Thanks Damn. for asking. <laughs> yeah, thank you for sharing. So would my situation and the one you just told, did these people, was it a possession or was it an attachment? I I think the words matter less than the you saying like what happened. Well, a really deep, okay. dark energy came through, came through their body. Yeah. Right. So to me, that's a possession. Would that the is. Catholic Church call it a possession? I don't know. Um, but I'm going to call it a possession, <laughs> but at the very least we can say, man, most people I know have never had anything dark come through them. Yeah. And these people had something so dark that it affected the way they looked and the way we felt, we felt it, right. You yes. felt it coming off of him. Like this is really huge. It's intensely dark. <laughs> That's yes. not normal. It's not, it's not the, uh, a few weeks ago, probably a month ago, I had, um, I was having this fly situation in my home, right? And that's when these thoughts started coming back, too. Oh, yeah. Because I did not know where these flies were. I could not find the root of the problem or where the flies were coming from. Uh, everything was closed. I, I, one time I came, I woke up in the morning and I see five flies on like a, in each window. And I'm... Wow. The kitchen window, the sliding door where the dogs for the backyard and the windows and the living room windows. And each window had about like four or five flies on them. And I woke up and I was like, what the hell? So I kill them all. I figured, okay, maybe the, yesterday when the homies came through, they probably left the door open. They they came in, whatever. I didn't even start thinking the bad stuff yet. But yeah. then I kill them all. And then the whole day, I'm killing flies. When I, I would clear them out and they would keep coming out. And that's when I started getting worried. I was like, what? Like, this is weird. Because the only time you have flies is always a negative. Flies are never around when it's something positive. So I was just no, like. No, yeah. And I, and I started, so then I started thinking about things. And so I hit up my mom and I'm like, yo, mom, you ever had any problems with like uh, flies in the house? Like just random flies? And then she's like, oh, you probably left something open. And it's, 
And for the and for two day, for the first day actually, I was searching everywhere. I moved the stove to see maybe if there was laying eggs back there. I moved the fridge. I moved everything. Checked, cleaned everything. Checked uh, to see if my you know I feed my dogs raw meat. So I'm just checking to see if they left any meat around anywhere and if they stuff grew out of somewhere. So I'm going crazy everywhere looking. And that's when I started freaking out because I said I've I don't know where they're coming from and they're just popping up. They're just popping up. Um, and then I eventually I, I I hit up one of my um. I hit up Nicole. Shout out to you, Nicole, if you're listening. She does my Reiki. And um, she hit me up. I hit her up. I'm like, yo, what's the message behind this? Because I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not trying to think the, the worst of it, but those thoughts are starting to come in now because I never had a fly issue. And all of a sudden, I have fly issues. So that lasted like five days. And she just told me, um, that lasted like three days. And she told me, she's like, well, what kind of flies are they? How do they look like? I described them. And she's like, oh, the, I think they're cluster flies. She goes, so you should kind of, you know, they, because they, these flies were weird too. They wouldn't even, you know how flies, they bug, they bug you. They come to you or they get on your food and stuff like that. These flies would be on their back sometimes. They would be like with their legs moving. They would just, they would, they would just go to the window, just to the light, which I understand. But they would always just be, they were so easy to kill. They would, they wouldn't yeah. give you no trouble. So I never seen flies like this either. I would leave meat out on purpose to see if they would go on the meat. Nothing, nothing. They would just Weird. go to the window. No matter what time of day it was, night or day, they'll go to the window. So I'm just like, what the hell's going on? And she just told me, um, obviously, if you Google it, Google says you have good stuff coming, good fortune and all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So I was just like, I, flies are only associated to like death, shit rottening. You know, it's, it's never a good situation when flies are involved. So I told myself, I'm going to go in that room that was his. If I open this fucking room and all these flies come out, I'm out of here. Like, I'm out. <laughs> so I go in there, nothing, nothing at all, anywhere. Just only in the kitchen there would be, kitchen and living room. So that's when I started freaking out even more. And I never got to the bottom of it. Just one day, they weren't here no more. After I had that conversation with uh, with my Reiki um, healer, and she kind of we just talked about it and expressed her how I've been feeling about it. The next day, they weren't here no more, and I don't know if I if that conversation kind of if there was an energy. I don't know if that conversation kind of made it disappear or not. But I started staging the house too, so I don't know if that helped too. I staged yeah. everything because I I got I started getting scared. I started hitting up my homies like, "Yo, this is kind of funny. I don't want to jump to conclusion." My mom was telling me. Don't like, don't think like that. I don't be thinking negative because you're, it is, is going to be that. And I don't know what it was, but I don't even know why I brought that up. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully it was, um, I don't know, like something died in the attic or like under the house and they just like crept in or something. It I feels think. like that's probably what it is, but it's good to take those opportunities to do exactly what you did anyway. Clean physically, clean spiritually. Yeah. And just, again, you're reasserting, like you don't get to be here. Yeah, um, that's true. Cause that's people true. are, people are like, I get, I think people may not understand that even, even in my place where I am now, where I've like cleared a lot of my own <laughs> demons, right. I've cleared a lot of, I've helped other people clear a lot of their demons. And that's part of what I just do regularly. I still get things that want to like come cling on or get in or like sneak around or whatever. And I, I have to do this too constantly where I'm like, get out of my space. <laughs> this uh, is my space. Yeah. And maybe eventually someday I won't, but you know, I don't think that there's a time where you can just say like, Oh, it's all, it's all good now. And I never have to think about it again. So I just take little things like that as opportunities. I'm like, okay, time to just yeah. get deep again, get, go deep, clear more and, and re reassert my claim on this space uh, and my intention for this space. Um, you know, and that we can, we can all do that all the time. 
we can do it anytime we want but those are the at least then in those moments where we're like i don't know is this well yeah. it could be so let's just you know take the opportunity do you feel like i don't want you to get offended by this if hopefully you don't but do you feel like you live in a horror movie or not or not <laughs> because if you're I always hope- if you're always helping people out with their things and stuff like it's that's a lot of dark energy that you're around like do you feel like maybe i should chill or do you enjoy helping people or no, I, I enjoy helping people. And I, I really, I know that it's true. And there was someone who I was uh, training might not be the right word, but working with for a while who mm-hmm. I knew had the greatest potential mm-hmm. to be way more powerful than even what I might be or, or anybody I've ever worked with, honestly. And, and this person turned to me once and said, I don't want to open that door. And I said, you don't have to. And he didn't, and he's never done any spiritual work since then. And he's safe and protected and good. And so I don't live in a horror movie because I chose this. I, I want this actually. Okay. Uh, I didn't think, I didn't think that I wanted those negative experiences when they happen. When I come out the other side and I look back at them, I'm like, honestly, nothing really happened mm. in either of them. It was terrifying, but that was all in my head. Hey, and what yeah. I learned from it, like I said, was that unshakable faith. And that's a gift. I am, I can't give that to anyone, unfortunately. And I wish I could, because I know, I know for sure, unshakably a few things. One of them is that I'm a soul. That's beautiful. It's indestructible and eternal. Two is I'm surrounded by really powerful spiritual allies. That's amazing. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah. Uh, and three is that there is no darkness that could ever harm me, mm-hmm. period how would I, I'm so grateful for that understanding. So as dark and as horrible and as scary as it, as it has been, sometimes the gifts have outweighed the darkness and feeling and knowing that I am protected no matter where I am and no matter what's going on around me, it's really empowering. Mm. Um, and so, and so I'm grateful for that. Um, and honestly, when I work with other people and, and see some of the really, really dark (laughs) things that are around them and, and connected with them and that they've been through and, um, both, both in their actual lived experience and in the energetic entities that are around them, both can be really disturbing and dark. But maybe because I've been through so much darkness face to face on my own, I'm I'm still like, well, yeah, I already knew that existed. Mm-hmm. So seeing it again doesn't oh, really do crazy. anything. Do, yeah, do just... a lot of the people that you help do they know they have something on them, uh, some negative energy on them, or you kind of bring it out of them, or what? It's a really good question. No, I don't bring it out of anyone. What's actually true is that more people come to me thinking they have a negative demonic attachment and really they just have their own bullshit. <laughs> 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 That's actually true. And I like feel bad about telling them like, well, you don't actually have any demons. You do have this thing that you did to yourself and it's hard and it sucks and it's dark, but mm-hmm. it's not a demon. <laughs> That's funny. Nobody That's wants funny. to hear that. But that I'm nothing funny. if not. Have you honest. ever have you ever <laughs> met anyone and kind of and and just tell them, hey, I can help you if you need if you need any help. Or I can guide you if you need any guidance. No, because no, I've learned I've learned like that uh, friend of yours who wants to help the other guy. Um, if you go reaching and you go offering, you're gonna attract off um usually the people who don't want to do it for themselves and weren't already. <sighs> The best scenario and the only one that really works is if someone's like, mm, I have a problem and I need help and I want this person's help. Oh. And I'm choosing, choosing that for this reason. And honestly, the other part of it that I'm really glad that I started doing is charging money for it because there's a piece of it that um, 
if you do this for free for someone, a lot of people do, and I'm not judging you do whatever you want, but I have learned that if you do these types of things for free for somebody, it doesn't last as long for them. The effects aren't as good. They don't receive it in the same way. And it's because it doesn't, it's not valuable to them. Ah, in our culture, in our yeah. culture, we have value and we've decided that value exists in dollars. Yes, and can. so if you're not exchanging value, it doesn't have to be money, but you have to exchange something okay. because that person has to give value to you to receive the value back from you. And that's really true. So it has to be all those things at once for it to be really effective. Um, and so I don't go offering and I don't even go telling people, I don't really talk about it except on the show sometimes in interviews sometimes. And mm -hmm. then if somebody goes to my site, they can see that I do that. But therefore the people who end up coming to me are people who are really decided mm -hmm. they want help now it's time yeah. and they're going to do this for themselves. Mm. Yeah. All those pieces are very important. I think that's why I really started liking your, uh, your channel and the way you host your show was because you, like the first time I ever came across you was an episode that was about darkness, right? But then when I, when I want to go check out your own stuff, it's a uh, different sides of you that's not just all about darkness. I, so I love that you incorporate astrology too and tarot and all these like just different people and different perspectives on your show because I I pride myself on that as well just to have a different mindsets on it. So I like that your show is not just on darkness and just demonic stuff. I love how, I love how you don't box yourself into that, into Thank that you. into that um. <laughs> Yeah, and to that podcast or to that person that wants to deal with all this stuff because there's so much more things to engage in that have so much so much more light than all this darkness. And I just felt like I wanted to have the conversation with someone that's actually experienced something themselves because I've had this conversation with people, but they they can't relate to it. They they don't they don't know. It's just yeah. that's crazy, bro. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it might be scary for them too. And they might be trying to detach from it or diminish it because yeah. it's scary. And that's not very helpful for either mm -hmm. of you either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's, 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 yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. I wasn't a fan of it. Yeah. not a fan of it. I'm cool off of it. I'm just not starting to watch horror movies now too, but even then I have to watch them during the day. I can't watch mm -hmm. it. And even then, like, I'm not really, I'm so turned off by them now, so. They're just, it's just bad energy too that you're opening up and yeah. I'm with you. And this is the thing that's unfortunate about people like you and myself is that the further down the path you go, unless you do what that person I was working with before said, I'm not, I don't know how to open this door. I'm going to shut this door, Yeah, <laughs> which you can do. Mm -hmm. Anybody can do. And you just go back to sort of like normie life, which doesn't have to be <laughs> empty or meaningless, right? It's just like, not this. Um, wow. That's, that's you know, me right now though. I just started yeah, it, I, I just started enjoying the things that I loved before. Yes. Yes. Because life is made up of all of those things. And this is part of why I don't have a box that I live in in my show or on my page or anywhere else because I'm like, well, I'm not I'm not even primarily this spiritual worker. I mean, maybe I'm becoming that more and more, you know, as I'm called to, but I am I'm an author and I'm a teacher hey, and yeah. I like I have chickens. I like to garden. Yes, do, like yeah. I have all these things and that's what I'm actually doing in life. This other stuff is sort of like this corollary that's come along with me, this thread and this theme that, that I've picked up along the way. But with people who are traveling that path and going that direction, it tends to be true that the further you go and the more you sort of purify yourself and your understanding. And it's not to say that you're like, oh, I'm better than everyone. Like you're not like, you, but just that you are, you do tend to get healthier and healthier as you go. You tend to have better and better boundaries. Mm -hmm. You tend to have more and more awareness of your body, your mm -hmm. emotions, your thoughts, and all of these things be more present in each moment. And as you 
do that, things like horror movies that used to not bother you do bother you. And it's really, it's because your awareness is like cranked up to 11. You weren't before it was at like a four or a five or whatever. And now it's like really high. And so you are seeing that you're like, oh, there's actual demonic energy coming out of this movie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Whether anybody is getting, nobody's maybe getting attachments from it but you're getting influenced by it and it's like seeping into your subconscious. And now it's a tiny little doorway there. And now maybe something can exploit it at some moment. Mm-hmm. I don't watch horror movies. I don't, I can't drink anymore. I had to quit drinking. I had to quit smoking pot as we talked about. Mm-hmm. Like I had to, qu- I have to like quit more and more things because even the things that used to not affect me at all affect me really greatly. Now your awareness mm-hmm. equals your perception equals your experience. And the more you open any one of them, the more the others become finely attuned. Mm. I like that. I so, like that. So a lot of people don't don't enjoy that aspect of this experience. And they're like, dude, I want to drink and smoke pot. I'm not doing this anymore. And I totally get that too. Like <laughs> it's kind of annoying to have to become more and more of like a goody two shoe, but I'm like, eh, that's nah, what's nah. <laughs> that's, that's better. It's better to vibrate in that in, in that energy than be in the darkness. It is. And the more I like would be around people who are all drinking, I'm like, oh my God, every single one of you has an attachment right now. Like, ah. Every single person has like this thing just like sitting on them, like, you know, trying to pull strings and puppet them and he's feeding off the chaos and the rampant energy. Like it's crazy. It's a disgusting habit actually. <laughs> it <laughs> is. You see. I don't drink like that. I, I drank this weekend actually, but I don't. Yeah, I, that's true though. Cause you, I noticed you act up when you're drunk and it has for a reason. You do things you yep. normally wouldn't for a reason. How do you feel about like psychedelics and all that stuff? Cause I'll, I also, cause those, I, I'll go pretty far now. Like I always, we, any psychedelic experiences can be really spiritually uplifting and, yes. and perception opening, but mm-hmm. I, it's another thing of like my, my awareness is at 11. Now mm. if I take even like a minor dose of the tiniest little, like even microdoses will often like, and it, and it's not bad, right? If I want to like sit down in a corner somewhere and talk to some angels and demons, like, yes, I'll microdose <laughs> or <do> whatever. <laughs> but if I do not want to have that experience, like I should not take these things. So I use them in ceremony or in purposeful ways, but I don't. Not recreational. Yeah, no, yeah. I, feel, I feel that. Actually, I haven't even done, I haven't even done a motion trip since that, ha- since that happened. <laughs> so. It's not a, it's not a bad choice, honestly, because this. But I think that's you're making me realize right now that I think I haven't because of that, because I think I might see things that I don't want to see right now or at all. I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, it goes the other way, too. You could take you could have these mushrooms and you could have this really divine, positive, beautiful experience. And, you know, there's all the people out there right now who are listening to this or watching this and they're screaming like, no, that's just your projection. It's your shadow and you're healing it. And I'm not I'm not disagreeing. I am saying that those entities that exist are separate from me though. And that the part of, that is my shadow is the part that chose to open the door to let them in. Mm. Um, and there, and there's two things both exist. And I think it's really dangerous to assume that anything evil is you. Okay. That's not true. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, wow. as much as people say like everything you see is you. Yeah. It's slightly true it is. in many ways. It is true. But at the core, is is that demon the soul that is the peace of God that's within me? No. In fact, that whole mm. point of that demon is that it chose to be completely separate from God. It's not me. <laughs> it's not me. Yeah. So, I, but there's people who really believe that, and I think that that can get dangerous too. Um, I, I think it's more helpful to think of 
a lot of the negativity in your life is you and you've generated it, attracted it, or created it. And some entities exist that are truly dark and evil and they're not what you created. In fact, they're anti-creation and anti-life energies mm. um, that are that are completely separate from you unless you're choosing to become that. And if you want to go become anti-life, disconnected from God with them, I think you're allowed to. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because my I, I know my, I have this uh like my soul's been telling me that I need a a mushroom trip um but I just been I think it's because I don't want to do them at home too yeah. I, I I love doing the times that I have done shrooms I've done them in nature and it yes. is an amazing experience like oh like, like tears of joy I start crying when the first time you know and right now since I haven't been going out as much well and I was injured at the beginning of the year I was dealing with like sciatica and stuff like that and. It just it's hard to find dog sitters for the dogs and stuff. So I haven't really been going out to like nature and stuff like that. So I've been more home lately, working and all that. So I don't, but I hate doing them in the house. I hate being sitting down in my room somewhere. I love to be out in nature and this open space. So I think that's the reason why too. I haven't been doing. I have. I don't want to do them because I'm scared to do them here, where it happened. Yeah. And maybe yeah, I need especially. to confront it. Maybe I need to. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be battling with the thoughts in my head. I wouldn't say you need to do anything. I mean, okay. Your space is clear and you're clear and you're, the, the rest of it is coming to terms with your um, abilities and your choices and your what you can do, the possibilities. And then, you know, so you don't need to do mushrooms in okay. your house. And I think it's always best to do them outside. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, I think it's fun. there's just we're grounded we're connected everything around us is like really close to source and that's just great energy to be around that's Bags. the best way to do to do it but um but yeah I, I wouldn't say you can't do it in your house I would just say what you're experiencing now in your house is probably gonna be heightened so that what that would mean is you'd have those thoughts wondering uh. and that fear then and and then so it wouldn't be bad and maybe you would confront it in that space and it'd be easier for you to remind yourself like no get out this is my space I'm safe here whatever happened and so maybe that would be good but i wouldn't say you need to do that yeah okay unless you psychologically need to do yeah that. something tells me like i just have to do it to confront it because i know i'm more powerful and i'll be able to overcome it and then it's like getting it out the way so when i don't have those thoughts anymore i just hate yeah. i hate feeling scared of things i know we shouldn't have fear but i am you know we're human and sometimes things shake you up a little bit but i hate having that that uh that feeling of being not even just fear you know fear is so complex but i i just mean more so of uh being scared of something or someone and sometimes i feel like i have to confront it like the fact that i saw him in person and got scared not because of his physical form because i know what happened that one night and i don't want to shake your hand but that's still me being scared too of of just the confrontation. If I know I'm powerful, I shouldn't be scared. Maybe a handshake, right. maybe a handshake might make him, you know, feel scared, you know, because I'm so powerful. I don't, you know, I just I don't like feeling scared. Yeah. No, and it's and and confronting it would give you that empowerment of okay. saying, I can do this and I can get rid of it, and there's nothing that can hurt me. And I have all these allies that I can call on if I want an extra boost of, you know, whatever. And the truth is that courage isn't not being scared right but it's being scared and acting anyway okay so that choice of acting and that choice of doing that is like what's going to give you this courage in the face of that fear um so yeah i'm not i'm not saying don't do it at your house but i but definitely that you have the right mindset if you do do it in okay. your house to to look at it as this opportunity to 
um, reclaim the energy there and reassert your empowered self in that space. Okay. Okay. I feel like a lot of things are just placebo. That's where I'm at with it. The yeah. power, the power of belief, really, is the the, the greatest tool we have. So I, everything that happens around us, that's why when people say don't think about it, because obviously your thoughts become reality. So I try not to think about a lot of these, a lot of dark things, and then the fact that I know that you can't trick your mind, because then you are gonna see what you don't want to see. So I'm at this point too where everything's placebo to me. Like even when you're wearing crystals, if you think sage is protecting you, it's just the intention that you're putting behind it. It really is what's what's protecting you. I'm absolutely with you. And I think there's pieces of it that are other people's energy and intentions have also, Correct. I mean, we're, we're co-creating, right? Correct. So this is part of why I talk about um, Rupert Sheldrake's uh, morphogenetic field theory, mm. which is a sciencey way of saying that what everyone believes becomes true. Correct, yeah. um, so like, so that's why I said, you know, sage is really nice because so many people for so long have put Correct, that intention yeah. and belief into the sage and the sage the sage is excited about it too. The sage is like, yeah, let's do this. Like the, it also holds that energy. So the combination of those three things, like your intention about it, the sage's um, excitement about it and all of this history of people putting that idea and energy into it, like works together to be really powerful. Uh, so while the placebo is real, we do create our reality. We can't cut out the pieces that other people create. And this is, mm. this comes, we all know this, mm -hmm. but it's just, it bears repeating because it's the same as what we were just talking about where there actually is evil. Yes. There actually are dark entities. They do want to trick you and find cracks and come in, slide in the door and, you know, manipulate you. And so it's good to know that. So you can be smart enough and be empowered enough to not let them. And the same is true of humans. If you literally leave your front door open, someone's going to come in and rob your shit too. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's the same exact concept. Mm -hmm. So it's just funny when people are like, Oh, you create everything. It's like, you do create, you do. but there are other people do too. Yes. <laughs> and yes. You have to deal with that and honor it. It's true. You don't, that person is not literally you right now. Yeah. That's coming in to rob your house is someone else. Yes. <laughs> so yes. like, it's the same with demons and souls. Like we, there are separate souls. There are separate beings and not everything is you, but you do, you do attract things. You do create things. You do have the most powerful intention and you can use that for good to clear and protect and hold yourself sovereign and whole and true. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And and also when I love when my mom tells me, oh, well, you know, I, I was praying for you. I pray for you every night because all the intention helps. Everyone's intention yeah. helps. Yeah. So I always, that my parents, my parents live in Florida. So it just I'm in California. So it's just a whole it's, it's I feel I always feel protected even when they're not around me. And that's, you yeah. know, that's because people are praying for you, too. Well, and we can say this right now. We can say, um, you know, you you have a boundary around you and only what's good, true, and beautiful can come into your space. And so anyone who has good, true, and beautiful visuals, visualizations, intention, and imagination to give you right now to imagine you safe and whole and protected hey. all the time in any way can imagine that right now. Yes. And that just gives you this boost yes. of energy. Yes. Send me your love, guys. And yes. to Lindsay. <laughs> And I, and I always just make that, I always just make that clear to my own boundary. Anything good, true, and beautiful can come in. Nothing else can. So if people have ill intentions, ill thoughts, whatever, that just bounces off and goes yeah, right back yeah, to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm blessed and I'm, I'm very blessed that I would, you know, I grew up in a non-toxic environment, to be honest. Both loving, I've always had love my whole life. Both parents, you know, in my whole life, been, been with me my whole life. They're still together. They both. My mom wanted to be a mom, you know. She was happy when she had her kids. She was just very hands-on, go to the school meetings. You know, she was one of those parents where 
She, yeah, so I feel like the way I grew up, too, I was so bubbled. I was in this bubble my whole life because, and I had this, my grandma lived with us my whole life, but my grandma was the one that would always be, don't go outside, you're going to get kidnapped. Don't do this, they're going to take you. You're going to get lost. <laughs> always the negative one. So because of her, we, I feel like we grew up in this protective bubble. So then now that we're older and that we're, we're starting to experience life for ourselves, like me and my other siblings, like we're starting to, we start seeing like we're going coming across different people with different paths and different upbringings. And not everyone, you know, you think everyone grows up like you, but then you realize not everyone has is as blessed as you. And like you said, they, these entities know that there's a lot of light in here and they might try to dim it. Yeah. You can't let them happen. It's like it's a good food source for them. They're like, let me at that. I guess I feel kind of lucky that I was almost the opposite. I grew up in a really unstable home and there's a lot of chaos and drug abuse and alcohol abuse and poverty. And, and then a lot of my friends therefore were from that same background. Mm. And so one of my, one of my closest friends and a guy I dated for years, like tortured and murdered my other friend. And like, I saw really early on, like, Oh, this is how dark people can be. This is how really screwed up they can get. And here's, here's how you can tell who they are, you know, and here's how you can identify them and see them. So I almost, it's, it's like how I look at the demonic stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I was given this training <laughs> to, you know, defense against the dark arts and I can uh, see them coming at, like a mile away. And some people will tell me like, Lindsay, you have like, wait, you're being, you're like freaking out about this person. They didn't even do anything. And I'm like, oh no, I just have really good boundaries. I yeah. just don't care about that. I'm not letting that person in my life. I don't care if what you see in them is minor to you. That is like the beginning of psychopathy to me, and I'm not about it. They can mm. go do that with anybody else, but not me. <laughs> wow, how did you how did you start coming into the you know the the this uh like the spiritual side of things and knowing about your powers? Because I know in the episode with with uh with Tripoli, you said that when you had your yeah that, that attachment you spoke about that it kind of it enhanced your intuition. You you said something like that. Um. Or it gave you certain. Oh well. I don't know. You said something long. Yeah. Like it started. You started. You know, getting more into your spirituality because of that instant. The more I look back, the more I start to realize that even as a small child, I always had this voice. Is not the right word because I don't hear it, but knowing that enters my mind, and I just understand things that I probably should have never understood. Okay. Because uh, there's no reason why I understand it. And so I started to understand that I've always been communicating with my inner self, higher self guides or whatever people call them mm -hmm. uh, or that. And so I've always had that. I just didn't know. I didn't know to think that it was different or special. When that attack happened, when I was a teenager with the tarot and, and inviting in the spirit and all of that garbage, um, that was much more direct that when I would do tarot readings, it was like I was being told exactly what was going on. Like, oh, this card means this, this card means that. And I, again, I don't really hear it, but it was like really clear and really, um, strong really easy to understand and read uh and once i got rid of that attachment it went back to how it had been before where it's like i know but i can doubt and i can overthink and i can listen to my own thoughts instead of that knowing uh and just like i think a lot of people might actually have those things so the more i test it and train it and use it the more that becomes really clear and mm. so now i can sit here and i can ask myself oh, you know, does Chris have a demonic attachment around him right now? And it's very easy to understand. No, you don't. And I can say, you know, does uh, Joe Biden have a demonic attachment <laughs> on him right now? And it's very easy to see. Yes. <laughs> All right. And some things are more obvious than others, but I have 
a much stronger ability to understand my own, what people would probably call intuition. Right. Um, but to the point where I can ask it anything I want and I can trust the answer that comes back. Um, so I can use tarot too. And tarot is the same thing. It's just like, now you got pictures to help you understand the intuition, mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, symbols and feelings and whatever. Um, and, but I can use anything. I could use rocks on a beach, you know, I can, or you can just ask, I, I teach people sometimes how to use their body to feel answers, um, and to start practicing with that and honing that more and more. Cause the truth is, is that all humans have all of these spiritual skills, um, and the more you practice and work with them, the stronger and clearer they're going to get. Yes. Uh, and, the, and the biggest hurdle in all of those is your own doubt. Just like you were saying, it's placebo. If you're like, I'm not sure if I'm getting an answer and I'm not sure if I can trust it. Well, that's your answer then. Yeah. You're not sure. Yeah. <laughs> but the more you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try to ask for my answers to come in this way i'm going to try to feel it in this way or hear it in this way or see this thing move or something and i'm going to ask my you know good true and beautiful energies to help me understand and i'm just going to keep practicing and i'm going to i'm going to guess at things and see how right i am and, and all of that like you can do all of that any of us can in fact someone was on my show recently on rogue ways who was talking about an app that was designed by maybe it's the monroe institute i'm not sure but an institute that some conspiracy theorists think is CIA and bullshit and others are like myself or like, I don't know, I think the CIA likes them. Yeah. I don't think they are CIA. Um, anyways, they have an app that you can like train yourself to be psychic. And I'm like, dude, if you're going to stare at your phone all day anyway, you may as well try and develop your intuition yeah. with, with this app. But I don't think an app is actually the best way to do it. But it is funny that one exists. Anyway, so I've I've always had it to long answer short, um, but I learn more and more how to trust it and develop it and you know get it to be nuanced. As nice, time goes on. yeah, yeah, man, Lindsay, powerful. You're powerful. <laughs> well, we are powerful. We all, we all are, but we all when are. if you're helping people with their, you know, with their stuff, you're well, the, and, the different level. Thank you so much, and I'll just add that. Um, maybe what maybe the answer you were asking to was or the question you were asking to is like which like what did i study or who did i learn from or like which religion or spiritual path and that and the answer to that is all of them yes. literally mm -hmm. any teacher that comes to me i'm like cool what can i learn from you exactly, anytime yeah. i get a healing from someone or reiki from someone i'm like okay cool what can i get from you anytime i read a spiritual text from ancient times of any tradition i'm like cool what can i get from this yes because all of them have value and that has given me the most value and versatility to look at things from every possible angle. And I think that's another valuable thing that people can do is not get too attached or tied down to one like identity. Like I'm Christian or like, I'm a Reiki person. Like you're a spirit, you do whatever you want <laughs> yeah. and you have a million ways to do it. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think in early, earlier when we were talking about how, um, like, Oh, you're more, how come some people are more special than others or whatever. That's kind of how I look at it, where it's just some people are just well more versed in things to where they can help. They can just, if you're if you're trying to find answers, to maybe get guided a certain way. There's people out here that will guide you the right way. You have to be very wary, though, because we are stepping into this con spirituality age where everyone is conning people based off the spirituality, tarot readings, all this stuff. So you have to be yes. very wary who's doing your Reiki, be very wary who's giving you your readings and um you can you can kind of tell you know and because of my podcast because of my platform i was able to connect with my reiki you know my reiki uh healer with everyone all the astrologers that i that i get my readings from um 
So I'm, I'm, you know, the connections have been amazing because of this show. So I just tell people be very wary of of who's doing these things for you. Kind of vet them, vet them hard, and be sure that you want to get things done from them. Yeah. And yeah, and then go about it like that. But I always tell people, you know, I, I got this advice from one of my earliest spiritual teachers, which is a shaman who I worked with, and she said to me, if you're choosing a teacher, because she knew she wasn't going to be my teacher much longer. She said, in the future, if you're choosing a teacher, if you're trying to decide who to learn from or who to work with or whatever, she's like, you know, you look at someone, you look at their life and you look at their personality and you look at the way they live and you look at the way they seem to feel. And you ask yourself, do I want to be more like that person? Do I like their life? Would I want to be living in their shoes right now? And if the answer is no, don't learn from that person. (laughs) You can still learn things from them. Like you can still notice things and take pieces and whatever for yourself, but don't like join with them and don't get work from them because that their energy and what they embody is what they're going to have access to for you too. Right. And another way of thinking about that is how does that person make you feel mm. when you're looking at the person and you're like, inter- and you're listening to them and interacting with them. Does, do they make you feel like they're, I don't know, better than you or yeah. that, you know, or do they make you feel like they're kind of conceited or uh, do they make you feel like you're small or, or bad or guilty or any of these things? Definitely don't go to that person. Yeah. Do they make you feel kind of like happy and hopeful? Or is there something that they're doing or saying that reminds you like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like I, I vibe with that. Like right. that's the person. Nice. It's your, your feeling, your emotion will always, your gut. if you're not, if you're not delusional, <laughs> will always lead you the right direction. Some people are, some people are just too naive sometimes too. And they're too gullible. And- or they're, or they're like, they're delusional about themselves and they're lying to themselves. Oh yeah. You know, too. Mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, I'm really healthy and I'm doing a great job. And it's like, you're actually have driven away. Like every person that loves you and you live by yourself in the middle of nowhere. Like you're not healthy. Yeah. You're not, do you maybe want to reassess what's going on? There may be other things that are preventing you from understanding reality very clearly. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who are at various stages of healing. And if you're not, yes. mm. If, if you're not pretty healed, it's not the best to always trust your impulses. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lindsay, this is an amazing conversation. Thank you so much. Um, before we get out of here, though, I wanted to ask you, uh, what what inspired the podcast? How did the, how did why why decide to start a podcast? When did it start? And how long you been doing it? I just had my. 200th episode so i thought then i remembered i only number episodes that i do interviews with people so there's a <laughs> lot of episodes where it's just me presenting yeah. an idea or talking or telling a story so now then i was like well wow it's probably more like 300 then i remembered i have the other show middle path on rockfin correct yeah and that has like 20 something so i'm like wow i'm actually like 320 something which is crazy because i think i started like three and a half years ago <laughs> oh wow so in that time i've done that much content and I just had someone who went back to season one and grabbed this random episode called Water is Weird. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh my God, what have you been hiding this from us? Like, like this, <laughs> old sh- <laughs> this old show you did is amazing. And I'm like, honestly, I think most of my shows are timeless and you could go back and watch or listen to at any time. I and love that. Wisdom from all of these people who have come to talk to me and you know that come through these. So, But how why I started it was I was um, really really I've been listening to podcasts for so long and none of them were fulfilling exactly what I needed each of them had like a piece of what I needed but I was like I'm gonna do the one show that had everything in it that I had needed from all of my sort of so 
And my most direct three influences are, so you can get a taste of what my show is about. If you have ever heard of or listened to these is THC, which is like pure academic, like <laughs> conspiracy research. THC? And then THC, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The higher, higher side chats That's uh, with Greg Carlwood. He's in San Diego, huh? I think so. I know he's in California somewhere. I know I he's friends with Sam Tripoli. I think you know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, he's an excellent, very well-produced show. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's one of the best interviewers that I've ever heard in any genre, he, even like traditional radio and news to to conspiracy to everything. He's like tops. He's really good. Uh, and then Mysterious Universe, which is kind of like a grab bag of like, they're very good at being um, balanced and unbiased, but they're also like going to mock some things and mm-hmm. have some fun, but they're also going to present actual research, but they're also going to dive into the absurd, like, bigfoot porn and things so they're <laughs> okay. like really funny but also like and they never touch conspiracy so they they don't have that going on so you can see how those can complement each other and yeah. then the last one is freeman fly yep. who brings like the deepest symbolic yeah like actual interpretation of the ruling elite class that dominates all of our history and the subtle black magic that's in like everything around us yeah. and that spiritual piece that he brings is really what i needed too was like someone in this conspiracy world to like remember that we are souls (laughs) and that that's actually a really important piece of it you know and now there's a lot of people who do and i think honestly in my opinion that came from freeman fly i don't think he gets enough credit oh yeah yeah yo freeman fly is og for sure yeah you were just on a show recently too like a few weeks back huh like a month or so yeah maybe maybe a month or so yeah Yeah. really bad with time but yeah that was a that was the treat of my lifetime like having kind of grown up listening to freeman fly and then being on his show i was like yeah. this is crazy yeah i like the way he yeah. did, i like his perspective i like the way he talks to him. it's just so mellow and calm and <laughs> well and he's hella cool like i he always used to say maybe he doesn't anymore for a reason but he used to be like if you're coming through anywhere near my town like let's get together and have dinner or whatever so i was on a road trip and i was like let's see if this guy's for real i texted him or called him or emailed i guess i emailed because i didn't know his number yet but uh, I was like, hey, we're, I'm going to be in town. You don't really know me. Uh, whatever. Maybe he had been on my show already. Anyways, he was like, yeah, come over, bring a pizza. I was like, cool. And we went and hung out at his house for like seven hours. I'm like, I never want to leave his house. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> his house is like the museum of all conspiracy, conspirituality, <laughs> um, like art. I, I can't even say it's like a museum. He's got all this incredible fire. library, all of this art, all of this conspiracy stuff. And, yeah. and, and it's Freeman Fly. Yeah, he's a Freeman Fly, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> Shout out to Freeman Fly. Yes. Oh, man. Okay, before we get out of here, I want to tell you my son. Oh, I, wanna, I want you to guess if you can see what my sign is based okay. off our conversation. And then I want you to kind of just tell me a little bit about what my son, Moon, and, and Rising like, t- or like, what do they tell me, or what? What are they about, basically? Are you an Aquarius? Damn no. Oh, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I give Aquarius vibes. I'm a. Wa- I don't know. I'm. I'm not actually a very learned astrologer, so I wouldn't actually know. I just guess. And what's weird is, I was just telling uh, Johnny this the other day. When I had that demonic counterpart that traveled with me for those that year and a half or however long that was, um, anytime someone asked me what their sign was, I, I could tell them, and I was right 100% of the time. And again, it's because that energy was telling me, like, it's this. So, you're, <laughs> you're a fire sign, I'm, I could tell, or no. 
no am i is sagittarius fire yeah it is fire <laughs> okay yes i am i'm always like i'm air right i'm super flighty like i always forget that it's fire <laughs> fire makes sense though <laughs> no i'm a scorpio oh really yes Scorpio gang, we have the bet, we have the worst reputation, but it's all good. <laughs> you know, my brother, my brother's a Scorpio, and he's one of my favorite people ever. What is your moon? Um, Aries. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you do not have this like fiery, snarky, fighting sort of energy that you should have, right? <laughs> I, I can. A lot of people tell me that I act more that they see more of my Aries than my than my Scorpio side, but then my right. rising is a, a rising is a Cancer. So double water. Okay, that cancer was my second guess actually. So oh, at really? least I had a tiny bit of success somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're born the year of the rooster. You're a rooster, right? Yes. So am I. Hey, oh really? Yes. Oh yeah. Represent. Yes. <laughs> well, That's thank awesome. you so much, Lindsay, for being on the show. It was so nice to have this conversation with someone because I haven't had a, a conversation where I'm able to you know bounce back and forth with someone about this. So thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so glad that we could do that. And I know that um, that's going to bring more and more healing for you. And you have a more and more intention that you're bringing forward in connection with it that is going to bring more and more light to you and to everybody that you touch. So I'm really grateful. And thank you for having me today. I appreciate you so much, Lindsay. Um, hope you have a nice day. And oh, yeah, podcast is Rogueways. They can, I'll have all that stuff, uh, you know, in the description. But Rogueways, I mean, Lindsay, what's your website? Uh, the the website is rogueways.org. Um, okay. And it's yeah, not Lindsay. And it's also it's coreysharman.org too. So okay, my pen go, yeah. name under which I write, I've got five books now, and the pen name under which I write was always Corey Sharman, and then Lindsay Sharman is my actual first and middle name, and so that was my screen name when I started Rogueways, and so that's what everyone knew me by. Okay. So I'm Lindsay Sharman too, but Rogueways also takes you to the site um rogueways.org and on the site you can find random articles and things that i write um and post for people to read but also you can find the books you can find the rogueways middle path links the links to the telegram and the locals community that we've got going on around the show um and you can go over to the shop and i do orgone pendants and mm -hmm. plaques that people can keep in their house to uplift their space i do blessings for people which are way more powerful than you might guess especially if you're in just like a pretty dark place and you want some quick injection of light into your space, then you can grab a blessing. I do um, what I call ceremony and healing sessions for people, which sometimes end up being soul retrievals and sometimes they end up being past life healing. And they're always very powerful as well. Those are a bit more intensive for people who really feel like they've got you know, a, a deep hole in their psyche or aura or a, a connection of, like we talked about of some kind. Um, and I do all kinds of other stuff. So you can go poke around there and find all those things. Um, yeah. And I'm just happy to connect with anyone. So if you want to just say what's up, there's a connect button in there somewhere where you can email me too. Appreciate you, Lindsay. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you so Thanks. much. I appreciate you. Thanks, Chris. I will yes, be talking to you well. soon. All right. Have a nice day. Bye. You too. Bye. She, 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 Yo, shout out to Lindsay. And I told you guys I wasn't going to be having my demon talk no more, but I had to have it again with someone that has actual experience with these things. She's an amazing soul, beautiful soul. Check out her podcast called Rogue Ways. I was I listened to it. I started listening to it last year when my incident happened after I seen her on Temple of Hat. I started following her podcast and 
I just love the different type of conversations on there as well. I like podcasts that have a have different talks of things, not just one type of subject. So shout out to you, Lindsay. And I forgot to ask you to connect me with Catherine. Damn. Damn. I need to talk to the the dog whisper. Not not even a dog whisperer, but she can she does readings through your dog. She can communicate with your dog and let you know what your dog's thinking and shit that sounds crazy i know but i'm i'm sold i seen her do it a couple times on a live stream and yo i'm sold and i forgot to ask Lindsay to connect me to Catherine, but i will be reaching back out to her to do that because i want to have that episode for you guys so imagine you know y'all can hear pebbles having conversations with me and shit not hear her but you, we can see what pebbles be thinking what have what heaven be thinking shout out to my dogs but again, shout out to Lindsay, man. Please check out her podcast. Check out her website. She's an author, a supporter. If you like what you heard from her, she's an, she's amazing. It's for real. And um, I'm really going to take that that advice from her where you have to just keep reminding yourself, uh, putting these um boundaries on yourself. Even when shit ain't going bad, even when everything is light and pleasant and everything's going the way it should be going, always remember to put a fucking boundary on you. You have to have the unshakable faith. That was a bar when she said that. You have to have unshakable faith. This shit can't, you have to have faith all the time, y'all. All the time. All the time. And you got to stop letting dark energy around you. Put them boundaries up. I know you want to kick it with the homies, but the homies may be doing some dark shit. The homegirls may be doing some dark shit, and you know it. And your soul's telling you that you shouldn't be there, but you're still there because you still want to be accepted by certain people. You have to get to a level where you don't care what people think about you. You don't care being around people. And yes, we are human, so we do love community and we love being in tribes. But you eventually have to find a tribe that may be on your same wavelength. Stop going with your friends if you know they're doing some bad shit because that bad shit is going to rub off on you. Or you may end up in some shit you ain't trying to be end up in. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, create that just... Create them boundaries, guys. Create them boundaries. So, yeah. If you guys are interested in hearing the demon story, that is on episode. I talked about it on my week 33 and like kind of it, it was just very subliminal. I told it for the first time when I spoke to uh, Metal Rooster. So on that episode, we kind of spoke about it. I spoke about it more in depth on episode 13 with Maya called Demons Are Narcissists. And then I had the last conversation I had it in full detail was on Todd Armstrong's podcast called The Goodness Over Darkness Pod. So go check it out over there as well. And um, now I talked about it again on here. And it is it is healing. It is healing. Uh, it's been, it was the one year anniversary recently of this incident that happened in my home. And I've been having certain thoughts about it. I've seen this person twice again, and I kind of got shake, shaken up a little bit. Just avoided avoided shaking his hand. Just avoided even crossing paths paths with him. But that's what kind of told me that I'm. This is still something that I have to deal with and process, and, and you know, and 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 heal from. So I appreciate Lindsay for taking the time out to to speak to me about the situation and her sharing her story. She, you know, she don't really be sharing that type of. It's just dark. It's dark shit. She didn't even have to agree to come do this show. She didn't have to. She could have been like, you know what? I'm cool off that. I don't. Even, I don't want to relive certain moments. I don't want to tell certain dark shit. But she was so open about it, and 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 she never met me before. She just accepted it, and she came on, and she killed it. So shout out to you, Lindsay. I appreciate you wholeheartedly. Thank you so much. And if you guys are dealing with any any bad uh, energy around you, and you need someone to hit up, hit her up. Contact her. I have a bunch of people on my pod that you can hit up to help you with certain things. We got Healing with Nicole. We got Fala Azul, hell of a healer. 
Now we got Lindsay. Lindsay, um, and we got, uh, I don't, don't want to say her last name wrong. Schwarman or Schwarman? I don't really want to fuck it up. I'm sorry, Lindsay, if I fucked it up. Um, who else we got on this show that heals people? We got Una on the show. So there's a bunch of people that have been on this podcast that can help you heal. And if you go on her podcast and if you go visit her website, she can help you. But she also has a bunch of guests on her show as well that you might resonate with and you might want to hit them up to, you know, do your, your healing. But this is really all about healing. So shout out to you guys, man. Fuck all that dark energy. Start vibrating higher. Start being that God that you are. Intentions, man. That them thoughts be filter them bad thoughts out. Cause your thoughts become reality. Your thoughts become reality. Stop. Stop. Stop thinking bad shit. I know we're human. I know we live in this matrix, but you gotta keep reminding yourself that you are an angel. You are a being of light. That you are powerful. You are a God. And no one can fucking stop you. And nothing can scare you. you nothing should scare you. And you got you just gotta have them boundaries and that intention. And you gotta let shit know that you ain't fucking with it. When you ain't fucking with it, stop letting this shit get to you. Like I let it get to me sometimes. But I'm human and I'm aware of it. And when you're aware of it, you act on it and you stop it. You feel me? So shout out to Lindsay. Check her out. Check out her pod. Check out her books. Check it. Just go tap into Lindsay's world, that Rogue Ways podcast. Um, on all streaming platforms. So thank you guys so much for being here. I'll fucks with you heavy. Please leave a comment. Please leave a review. Follow, share, do all that good stuff. Go to conspiracy.com and get you a shirt. Please, right now, you want to support this podcast? You want to support my pockets and my platform? Go to conspiracy.com, please, and buy yourself a shirt. That's the easiest, that's the best way to support this pod. Buy yourself a shirt. If you see, if you go on the website and you see that we don't have a certain size that you may need on a certain shirt, please let us know because we might be doing pre-orders. We might be doing pre-orders in the future. So just let us know and we'll see. We'll see. If we have enough people telling us they, they need a certain size for a certain design, we're going to act on it. If we don't, if it's just one or two people, I'm sorry. Thank you so much for, for being interested, though. But catch us on the next drop because we definitely got more shit coming in the future. And, um, yeah, I appreciate everyone listening. Conspiracy.com. Please, 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 please help me out. Help me out. Support my pockets, please. I appreciate y'all. If you really enjoy this show and you so and you fuck with my platform and my and this podcast, please support us and buy yourself a shirt. Conspiracy.com. And share this podcast. Tell your friends about it. Tell your parents about it. Tell your boyfriend about it, your girlfriend about it. Tell everyone about this shit if you know they can handle it or if they want something new to listen to. And let me know what I can do better. Let me know where I can fix certain things. I mean, I ain't saying I'm going to do it, but just give me the recommendation. Not even the recommendation. Give me the critiques, and I'll see if I want to act on them. I, I'm not saying I'm the most perfect podcaster, but I definitely see y'all potting like me every day. But it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Shout out to everyone listening. I appreciate you guys. I will see y'all next week. Chris Spiracy. Okay. Grab your folders in your bags. It's the end of class. Good looking Chris X Matt. We'll be sure to make it back for the next session that you're hosting. See you right in the next show. When Grab your folders in your bags, it's the end of class, good looking Chris X Matt. We'll be sure to make it back for the next session that you're hosting. See you right in the next show. And-